At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Excellent, everybody. Bada bing, bada boom. We are here. We are live. We have Aaron Ra versus perspective philosophy. Is Christianity is, is Christianity versus atheism? Which has the evidence? To start us off, perspective philosophy, the floor is all yours. Hello. Uh, thank you for having us on. I've actually been anticipating this debate um, for about two days now. I've been planning it. So hopefully I can explicate a decent position here. So I do have a PowerPoint, which I'm going to share. So Christianity or atheism, which has more evidence? So in order to start this, I think that we need to explain what is evidence and why do we want it? So I take evidence to be the means in which we justify a proposition as true or false. I take truth to be accordance with reality. That means to be real. I take falsity to be discordance with reality, not real. A proposition is a statement capable of truth value. For example, it's raining outside. A belief is a is affirming a proposition to be true. For example, it is raining outside. It is not raining outside is true. We want evidence to justify a proposition so that we can have knowledge. I take knowledge to be a true justified belief free of relevant falsehood. In other words, you understand reality. We desire knowledge as true just true beliefs are essential for all moral judgments. For example. I would be happy if I like chocolate cake is a moral judgment, which I would like to know is either true or false, so I can decide whether I should actually get chocolate cake or not. Great. So what is evidence and how does it indicate truth value? Evidence is demonstrable justification of any given proposition's truth value. I take a justification to be the act of demonstrating the correspondence and coherence of propositional content with reality. For example, the proposition it is raining outside would require the evidence of it raining. The evidence of it raining would require the demonstration of the of the existence or non-existence of rain outside. So you would go and look outside and you would see whether there is actually rain or whether it you know whether it is raining or whether it isn't raining. That would be the the justification there. So there are three types of evidence as I'm going to argue. There's empirical evidence which is observed experience. There is rational evidence, which is logical argumentation. And then there is transcendental evidence, as I've called it, which is observable logic. 
This could also just be referred to as something that's a priori synthetic, which is basically what I'm referring to. I will also argue really that transcendental evidence is basically where we get the other two. Okay. So examples of this would be, uh, for example, empirical evidence for it raining outside would be the observed rainfall. Logical evidence would be if the proposition is B is true, if A then B, A then B, modus ponens. And transcendental evidence would be something like a Pythagorean theorem, where it's observable logic. So in a right angle triangle, the square of a hypotenuse side is equal to the sum of the squares of the other two sides. And as you can see, you can observe this and you can work it out through a a priori theorem. So you can work out why it is necessarily true and then demonstrate its truth in reality. Okay, so let's begin with Christianity versus atheism. Roughly, what is Christianity? Christianity is the affirmation of the teachings of Jesus Christ. I will be defending the Catholic conception of Christianity defined by the Nicene Creed. Catholicism believes the belief in one God comprised of three persons, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, who create and sustain all being. So in other words, we have one God which creates all being, is all loving, all powerful, omnipotent and omnipresent. So Christianity is a form of theism. Theos is God, ism to practice. What is atheism? Atheism is the belief that God does not exist. A meaning without, theos meaning God. So it is a disbelief in God because belief implies the affirmation of a truth value. It is the affirmation that God does not exist. So how does this relate to agnosticism? So agnosticism is the belief that, so the belief that one cannot or does not hold knowledge of God's existence. Coming from agnostis, the Greek agnostis, agnosis, meaning without knowledge, Ag the agnostic rejects the justification for the proposition God exists and the proposition God does not exist as both imply knowledge of God's existence. Knowledge of not A implies knowledge of A. For example, uh, sorry, knowledge of the negation of A implies the knowledge of A. So for example, if I know the proposition not A, it is or the negation of A, it is not raining outside is true, then I know the proposition A, it is raining outside is false. And so I have gnosis, I have knowledge. And so an agnostic can't be an atheist. So if Aaron has a belief in X, he therefore affirms X is true. If he affirms X is true, he must, affirms it, he must affirm that it accords with reality. If he affirms that it accords with reality, he believes he holds a true belief. Belief implies the truth of a proposition. Then to deny the truth of a proposition is to lack a belief. Okay, so if I deny the existence of God, I lack the belief in God. Fair enough. To affirm the proposition is to, to affirm a proposition, however, is to hold a belief. For example, if I affirm the proposition that God does not exist, I, ho I hold that belief is true. Atheism is the belief that God does not exist. Aaron is an atheist. Therefore, Aaron affirms the proposition that God does not exist. And since he is affirming that that proposition is true, then or even capable of truth, it can't, he can't be an agnostic since he would hold that he has knowledge of God. So what are my arguments for Christianity? So I'm going to present the argument for sufficient reason. So for every fact F in existence, there must be a sufficient reason for its existence. All contingent objects do not contain the reason for their own existence. And so contingent, ob contingent objects form an infinite regress, which cannot be established as a fact in itself. So basically, the cause of the regress or the cause of causation will never be actually found within the uh, existent objects. And so it can never actually be shown to be the case. So since the chain of reason, so for the chain of reason to be established, 
a necessary being must exist, or a self-caused being must exist. The chain of reason is established, a necessary being exists. From this, we can argue for divine simplicity. So a being which is divinely simple is a necessary being which is only caused by itself. A being which is only caused by itself could not be caused by parts which pre-exist a unified whole. A God which does not have parts which pre-exist his wholeness, God is a being, uh, God does not have parts which pre-existed his wholeness, a being which is absolutely non-composite is simple, God is absolutely simple. So if God is absolutely simple, he doesn't contain any parts. If he doesn't contain any parts, then there is nothing outside of him that causes him. Simple as that. So how does this lead to omnibenevolence, omnipotence, and omnipresence? Essentially, um, actually, how much time have I got left? Uh, you still have two and a half minutes. Okay, so I'll, I'll run through this quick. So the argument for omnibenevolence is that a perfectly simple being would not have any separation between its existence and its essence. God is a perfectly simple being. When a being desires something, it really desires its own completion, since desire implies a lack. So you want something external or something to uh, establish yourself or unify yourself. You actually have to want something outside of yourself. Uh, a being which desires something other than itself lacks perfection. God is perfect. God only so God only desires himself a necessary being contains all existence the good of all existence is goodness itself and therefore God is good or is the good the argument for omnipotence would be the power of a being is relative to what creates uh, the power of a being is relative to what it creates and sustains the first and last cause of all being creates and sustains everything God creates and sustains everything God is all powerful I mean these are very basic and would actually need defended and I'm happy to do that so the argument for omnipresence is very relatively the same. Uh, a perfectly simple being must contain all its existence. Any if any effect of a perfectly simple being contains its existence from from the perfectly simple any effect of the perfectly simple being contains its existence from the perfectly simple being. A contingent being is an effect. All contingent beings gain their existence from that perfectly simple being, and therefore all co per all contingent beings are contained within God. Why a necessary being requires mind. And this is really brief uh, because I think there is a whole metaphysical argument that would have to be established here. So if idealism is true, then all contingent objects are limitations of a mind. Idealism is true. All objects are, are limitations of a mind. A necessary being would contain all its limitations. A necessary being must have a mind. So that's very brief. And finally, I'd like to point out that Aaron Ra likes to call himself 30 seconds. a... Me uh, methodolo methodological uh, naturalist, meaning that he takes that we can only gain knowledge through uh, affirming something to uh, affirming a cause is natural. So if we were to gain knowledge of something, it has to be necessarily knowledge of nature, right? Um, and he affirms that God is supernatural. So he has the choice. He can either affirm that we can gain non-natural truths through methodological naturalism, uh, truths or falsity, that is, or he can affirm that God that his non-belief in God is gained through another source or is an act of faith, which he defines as meaning, uh, which he defines as to believe without evidence. So that would be uh, me done. And uh, thank you.
All right. Well, thank you so much, Perspective Philosophy, for your uh, introductory statement there. Uh, and I want to remind everybody, I'm sure you can see it there on the screen, uh, that we have our crowdfund posted. Uh, and the link to that description is, uh, oh, sorry, the link to that is in the description, along with tickets to our live in-person debate. So if you didn't know, we're going to be doing a live in-person debate in Houston, Texas, September 16th. Aaron's going to be there. Uh, you don't want to miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think, once again, we're seeing double because I, I have the Aaron promo on the screen so uh check out those tickets everybody uh and 100 of everything that we get and in excess is going to be going towards the debate con four that's coming up here so uh yeah don't uh don't miss out on that and we're gonna kick it over to aaron for up to 10 minutes uh for his introductory statement so aaron the floor is all yours uh thank you um not surprisingly we get the same old argument that we always get from the philosophizers trying to define God into existence through a number of circular assumptions. You set out a premise that God must be all-knowing, and so you declare that God is all-knowing and that God is all-good, and we're going, to, we're going to ignore all of the evil, the disproportionate evil that is compiled atop that God. We're just going to pretend that it's all-good. Why? Because it serves the argument. And we're going to say that we have transcendental evidence, which doesn't exist, and then we're going to claim that we have uh, empirical evidence, which we've never listed, because there is none. For this God, and then uh, I would encourage all the philosophizers. If you're gonna, if you're gonna discuss somebody's position, uh, have an idea what it is first, uh, because I don't like to call myself a methodological naturalist. That's that's not a thing that I do. Uh, and I, the argument that I make is that if you can't, if 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 a, if a, if a suggestion or a, a declaration cannot be is one is not indicated by evidence. It's rather by assumption, uh, and it cannot be indicated or vindicated, verified or falsified, meaning that there's no way to know whether it's true or false, then it logically cannot contribute to the sum of human understanding. It's just, it's just baseless speculation. There's no way to know whether it's true or not, then we don't get to call it knowledge. And so that, that's why he's arguing for you know, the methodological argument, which is, is not even a problem for my position. If there was a God, there would be ways of knowing that, and he failed to present any evidence of this. He just wanted to do a number of logical fallacies, the circular reasoning, followed by the commonly done shifting of the burden of proof, wherein you always want to take the negative claim and turn it into a positive one. So he wants to misrepresent atheism as being a positive claim that there is no God. Now, while I do positively claim that there is no God, I spent most of my life uh, or at least 15 years thereof, as an agnostic atheist. He says it's not possible to be agnostic and atheist, even though an agnostic is somebody, by definition, who says that God's nature is both unknown and unknowable, and that was certainly my position. Uh, it, like I've often said, that they, uh, an agnostic is someone, well, an atheist is someone who does not believe there's a God, and an agnostic is someone who doesn't know that they're atheist. That's the way that comes down. Uh, there's all... It all Throughout history, we've had uh, way too many people, theologians and politicians alike, who have been way too interested in the question, do you believe in God? Yes equals theist, no equals atheist. That's it. That's all. Nobody cares whether you also have a belief that God does not exist, unless you're a philosopher trying to define God into existence for a sheer lack of evidence. So arguing whether there is evidence for atheism, that's, 
that's also absurd because how can you have a how can you have evidence for i don't believe you so you have an assertion that there's this magic imaginary being there's a magic invisible man whatever it is and you your your evidence for that is that you can rationalize circular assumptions about it but you haven't given any evidence for it and then to make it worse not only is there new evidence of this god but then you want to further hamper yourself by isolating that to christianity so now you have to suggest now you not only have to defend theism which is already a, a lost cause but you want to you want to burden yourself even further with that with going into all of the theology all the baggage that goes along with christianity and shall we include biblical literalism in that i know a lot of people don't but let me let's be real we know that genesis is a compilation of fables that did not happen we know for certain everybody can tell prove that uh the global flood of noah's ark never happened the tower of babel never happened and if it did happen it would prove that god was a dick but fortunately, you know, that didn't happen. We know even evangelical Christians and, and traditional Catholics and Russian Orthodox Christians admit that Adam and Eve are genetically impossible. They did not happen. So if you're arguing for Christianity, you have to accept that, and, and maybe you don't go for biblical liberalism, but if the only evidence that you have, and very often it is, is the Bible, then what you have is a compilation of fables that we know are not true. And that's it. And that's all. There is nothing else. So you're asking me to provide evidence for not believing you because you failed to produce any evidence to indicate that anything you believe is true. There's a number of problems with this. Yep, yep. All of the religions together combined, let's just not isolate Christianity, because I don't know what it is. I've had this debate a number of times, exact same debate. And it's always that a, a Muslim wants to argue, with, you know, which has more evidence, Islam versus atheism, and Christians want to do Christianity versus atheism. Nobody accepts that, hey, you know what, there's other religions besides my particular cult. It's just like they conveniently forget all of the others. Let's just like try to put it into a binary spectrum, which doesn't exist, right? So you want to argue all of this additional baggage for Christianity that we know doesn't happen. Uh, let's, let's look at Jesus, for example. This is a guy who thought that, uh, well, for one thing, he was a first century faith healer and self-proclaimed exorcist. So this is a guy running the same exact kind of scam operation as, as many frauds are still running today. Uh, the guy thought that diseases that he pretended to cure were being caused by demons, right? So this is not the guy you want to get medical advice from. This is, this is just another scam artist, uh, assuming that he was real at all, which, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I will try to assume for the moment, though I'm convinced that if we had a time machine and somebody who, a guide who spoke Aramaic, I don't think you would find the Jesus you're looking for. And if you found one guy that was the basis for most of the legends of Christianity, you wouldn't recognize him as Jesus. And if you were to grab that guy, and it was the guy that most of these legends were based on, if you brought him forward in time, he wouldn't recognize Christianity. So there's a, a whole bunch of problems with that. And is there anything else? Because, oh, yes. And here's, here's a big one. This, this is kind of important. Now, I realize that in early versions of Christianity, much like with early versions of Islam, they didn't have the spiritual aspect that both of these religions have since adopted. It was originally that you simply would not die, that your body would revive and you would come back to life again, your, your physical form. 
But at some point, it was decided that, uh, no, we, we're talking about a spiritual existence now. And so there was this, uh, there was this imagined uh, mind-body dualism where you, uh, all life is supposedly animated by some kind of a transcendental, uh, transcendental spirit. But we know now that there is absolutely no support for mind-body dualism, neither in neuroscience nor even in philosophy. I've interviewed at least a half a dozen neuroscientists on this, including neurosurgeons, and also I've I've also interviewed the neurophilosophers, Patricia Churchland and uh, Daniel Dennett, uh, for a couple of examples. It's not just that the evidence isn't there precisely where it would be if there was any truth to this at all. It's that there is evidence against the mind-body dualism. Now, if you put all the religions together, they can't com combined, they can't show that there's a there there, that there is a supernatural at all. And let's let's not forget that you know supernatural equals magic. You know, magical miracles, miraculous magic, they are the same thing. You've got in the Bible, you've got uh, blessings and curses, which are just positive or negative aspects of magical enchantments. You've got necromancy. You've got uh, water bending. You have all kinds of magical spells. Even the use of a wand, you know, in a in a in a healing spell to cure leprosy, and among other things. So we don't have any truth to the unsupported assertion. And atheism is just acknowledging that you haven't proved your assertion. Now, some of us will have learned enough to say, it's not just that I that I don't have enough evidence to believe that there's a God, so I'm a monastic atheist. We come to the point where we realize that, no, this is not even possible. God is not even a possibility. Not just are all of the scriptures of every religion false, and the scriptures of Christianity particularly false. No justification for any of it. Rife with contradictions, atrocities, absurdities, and inconsistencies and all of that the idea behind this debate was that we were supposed to have evidence which was the evidence so the evidence that i had such as i've just listed i've got evidence for for evolution i've got evidence for the formation of all of these other religions i've got evidence for uh, comparative mythology where christianity got some of these ideas like for example the heaven and hell thing where uh, Judaism was based primarily on Zoroastrianism, but Christians also reached past Judaism for the notion of heaven and hell that they adopted from Zoroastrianism. We have a whole lot from comparative mythology and so on. We have understanding of evolution for cosmology for a number of things. And the evidence that was presented for the God belief is that you believe the God belief because you believe it. And there was a claim of empirical evidence, but there was none ever listed. So there's not one actual fact that Christianity nor any other religion can propose that can present that is something that is verifiably true that we can both show is Ten actually seconds. true, and that supports your position. Nothing, whatever, at all. But atheism has all that. All right. Well, thank you so Do much. You mind? Can you shut up? You are ruining this show. You have to bark all the way through. I'm on camera. You're humiliating me. Oh no! What did I say about showing showing a snake on camera? You can't show your snake, and now now you're showing off your bird. Anyways, let's uh, let's uh, <laughs> kick it open into an open discussion. Everybody, thank you so much for your opening statement, Aaron. And I do want to remind everybody uh, that our speakers are going to be linked in the description. So if you like what you're hearing from either of our guests tonight, you could check them out in the link below. Now, if you don't have time to be in. Texas for uh, the uh, conference that's happening here uh, in what 
14 days, uh, you know, and you don't have the time to give to the crowdfund. You don't have the money. Uh, you know, have you ever looked at the like button and thought, oh, it's trying to take me home? I think that's what's happening to me right now. But as a married man, I can't do it. So why don't you smash it for me instead? I'd appreciate it. Let's kick into open discussion, everybody. Oh, as Aaron Ra stands up to uh, remove, I think, the bird. Excellent. Well, well we, will, we will continue into the open discussion. I'll kick it over to uh, perspective uh, philosophy uh, once Aaron gets back. Uh, That's fine, yeah. But yeah, this is, let this be a lesson to everybody. Uh, you know, if you take your bird out on stream, it could get a little... A little tough sometimes, right? <laughs> the bird's not the problem. The dog is a problem now. <laughs> it's no problem. It's it's created it's created a, an area for us to have fun. So, uh, let's kick an open discussion over you perspective to kick us off. Yeah. So, um, just as a quick response, uh, so I'm not asking you to provide um, evidence for not believing in what I believe. I'm asking for you to provide evidence for what you believe. I did. And you believe that a god doesn't exist. So, I would like you to provide evidence for that. Yeah, um, I did. Uh, you didn't, but we'll get yeah, on to that. I gave, um, I gave not Trans only my I gave not only the evidence for all of the the scriptures that are wrong, and then also for comparative mythology, comparing all of these other religions and seeing how these different faiths have uh, that's evolved. evidence against specific religions. One being yeah. Christianity, but that hasn't got any relevance necessarily to whether atheism is true. For example, I could be a but deist. If I may be allowed to continue. Uh, I did give you the evidence from comparative mythology to see where all of these myths came from. Mm -hmm. I've had the good fortune of talking to a number of biblical scholars and theologians from around the world. I've seen, and I've taken courses on comparative, uh, the, the, the histories of comparative world religions and so forth to see how these myths have developed, to understand mm -hmm. where they, they have the concept of a soul come from. All of that. I've seen the, the fraudulence and fallacies and, and frauds of, of all these religious beliefs all of which count as facts in evidence against the claim that there is a God. You're right. There being any evidence for a God. No, you see, right. see, that's it. You're right there in saying it's against the claim or specific claims mm -hmm. of evidence of, and, and let's be frank, uh, a specific interpretation of religious scripture. Uh, so doesn't that would have, have, have to be a specific interpretation, there, right? Uh, we'll let them. I don't. I don't just aim at Christianity. I've got arguments against but, Christianity, but, but if, if I just uh, if I just look at the fact that there's no support at all, prove, it doesn't. There's no support it, for the soul. There's no support there for is supernatural. No all right, just one second, guys. Uh, to say something is true does that mean does not mean that it is true. It also does not mean that I have to prove it false. It means that is that the burden of proof is still on you to show the truth of your claim. And if you can't, then we go back to Hitchens' razor, where what is asserted without evidence may be dismissed without evidence. But as I said, it's not just that. You don't have any evidence for, for, for God, for the supernatural, for anything, for Christianity in particular. It's not just that you lack all of these things. It's that I have evidence against a lot of these specific claims. And especially against you know scripture and and various interpretations of the supernatural, you you have to be able to show some substance. So That's I fine. have facts and evidence against supernatural claims, and you have nothing to support supernatural claims. All right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, let TP repeat his question just because I did have it on mute just when you started to answer it. So I'm going to let you tell our audience what your question was and then uh, let you ask another question so go ahead 
Okay, so yeah, quickly, my question was, how does the, uh, what was it? It was, how does the presence of uh, conflicting mythos and the development and progression of various mythos um, undermine the concept of a god simpliciter or in general? For example, a deistic god, how does any of this mythos or perhaps contradictions in this mythos or relations to it uh, have any relevance to the the non-existence of God's simpliciter, which atheism would have to provide. All right, 15 yeah. seconds well, well, to ask that next question. Okay, well, one, so, atheism doesn't have to provide You've already that, answered it. You've already answered yeah, anyway. Yeah. You've already tried to answer it. Okay. The, I, the, no, no, I said the I, next... I'd be happy to answer it. I don't have to answer, but I can, and I, I already have, but I, I will repeat or paraphrase if you I'm, like. I'm, I'm okay. So the um, fact that I'm we're not really... talking about polytheism, the fact that we're not talking about henotheism, we're not talking about multiple different gods that exist in different parts of the world, and that all may be deceptive. We're talking about a, a concept of a God that is one God that is supposed to be truthful. Now it's been, it's given many different versions in all these different religions and they're all violently conflicting with each other. And as I noted, when I was eight years old, I pointed out, have you noticed that the Jews and the Christians and the Muslims are all based on the same God and yet they've been at war with each other each since their inception, which implies a fundamental communication error. There. And they're all claiming absolute truth, even when they all differ from each other, to, to the point that you have got thousands of different denominations within each religion, so that it becomes absurd, especially with the way that we'll kill each other over any slight discrepancy. And there's no way to show any truth of it. That's uh, it. And that's why it, it, all, it all becomes down to authoritarian dictates. It's what some guy tells you to believe. You have to believe exactly what he said because he said so and not for any other reason. Without question, reservation, or reason, you believe what you're told because the authority told you to. And if you deviate from that, well, then heresy, blasphemy, and apostasy are all capital crimes where at different points of, of history you could be murdered because you didn't believe what you were told to believe exactly the way you were told to believe it. And all of this are facts and evidence against the truth of the God claim. God does not ever intercede. He doesn't do anything. Right, it's always people trying to represent God whenever. Have you ever noticed that, that that God can create planets and viruses and everything that humans can't make, but he can't make human anything humans can make? He can't make a box or a boat or a book or a building because he needs us to do his work for him because Man, it's a scam. I don't, I don't so want to cut you off there, Aaron. Just uh, We're doing cross-examination, so uh, you know I don't want to cut you off right in the middle of a good thought, but uh, uh, we're going to give 15 seconds over to PP to ask another question, and then we'll give you up to a minute to uh, answer the question. And we're going to do that. Uh, I think we'll do up to five questions here, so uh, let's make them good ones. Okay, right. So... You didn't answer that question, but that's I did. fine. Look, okay, you did. Uh, okay. Deli well, I mean, yeah, directly. No, no, yeah, just one no, second no. there. I, just don't, but, I don't okay. want to, have to place anybody on mute. Just uh, let's uh, let him ask his question okay. there. Okay. So, well, don't 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 have him tell me that I didn't answer when I did. I did directly answer the question. Right. Okay. So, can so you say that you can prove that God doesn't exist or that any God doesn't exist? given that you are an atheist, which means without no, God. No, I never said any right. such thing. So you don't believe that you can... So do you believe that... No, I, I never said God any such thing. I'm totally misrepresenting my... Why do, do Christians believe, or theists in general always misrepresent the atheist position? Do you I mean, believe time. that... Every religious uh, argument, have you noticed, so, is just based on another false assumption? Just, just one second there, we God, ask this question. Do you believe that God in any form doesn't exist? All right, we got to unmute you there, Aaron. 
Oh, you're still on mute there, Aaron. You unmute yourself, mate. Aaron, Aaron you're, you're muted on the Zoom chat. Unmute yourself. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, just uh, just to get his question out there. So I, I placed you on the mute, so you have to hit the unmute you button. Yeah. Oh, there we there go. We. You're back. Excellent. Okay. Did, so did you, when did you mute me? Was it at the end of the answer? Do I have it was to say the, the whole thing again? Start. It was right. the whole thing. Right, at, right when he was asking the question, just to, just at the very second that I said, I'm just placing. Oh, that's why he says I didn't answer because he asked the question and you hit mute when I answered. Okay, <laughs> that's no. that's what's going on. Okay, no. and uh, his question was that uh, that I that he he misrepresented me again because every religious argument is always a false assertion. It's always a false assumption. It's always it's never based on actual factual data. It's always a misperception some way. So he says that I think that I can prove God, despite the fact that I've said that it is logically impossible to prove something like a God, because a God has, if, if it were true, that it would have infinite magic powers to keep itself hidden. Logically there, you couldn't, you couldn't disprove such a thing. But then likewise, you can't prove that Godzilla doesn't exist, and neither does that mean that Godzilla does exist, which is often the argument. If you can't prove that it doesn't exist, then somehow it means that it does shut up all right back to you perspective um i mean i don't know why you think you can't disprove the existence of a god for example it could be logical i did just explain why do yeah, we need to no, go back over that for you no you say no no i i get that you what you're saying is that essentially you're, you're making an argument essentially of divine hiddenness that an, inf an omnipotent being could hide itself i mean you just make an argument that an omnipotent being couldn't exist right so that you, you just have to show that there is a logical in contradiction within mm -hmm. the existence of that being so and you can absolutely okay prove a negative. So, uh, so would you like so, something so i'm like... just wondering so i'm so i'm All just right. wondering what is your your proof for the proposition god does not exist already stated and now will be repeated in order to you know, science is all about what is supported and what is not supported so uh empty unsupported assertions have zero credence just like claims that have been proven false so when you assert something and you cannot show the truth of it, then Hitchens razor applies. You've made an empty assertion. I, I don't have to give it credit. I don't have to prove it wrong. Lincoln's maxim, Hitchens razor, they both apply to this. So I have to have you present the justification for your empty ass assertion that you just made up. I don't have to prove it wrong. It's not incumbent upon me. You have to show the truth of the statement you made. You, it's one thing to say that you believe something. You can believe anything you want to, and nobody's even going to challenge you on it. You don't have to defend it as long as you admit that it is just a belief. But once you state that it is a fact, well, now you have to show that it is a fact. Now the burden of proof is on you. Well, one, you do absolutely have to defend a belief because a belief is to affirm something is true. But that, that's separate to the point. Two the, more questions. The, 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 the point that I'm making here is that my proposition, which mm -hmm. I have to defend, which I've defended with the principle of sufficient reason, is Except that, that you God does exist. The yeah, proposition you, you have to defend is that a God doesn't exist. Now, right. you're which saying that, no, you said, I am rejecting it, Hitchens raised that, you are rejecting my proposition, yeah. which I don't think was sufficient. Because you didn't provide your, any that's evidence. That's your argument. That's your the, argument. The, is... the argument for uh, the argument from sufficient reason. But that's okay. that's irrelevant. The that's that's my argument. And that would be why my argument was wrong, fallacious, whatever, if it is. Okay. Your argument would be to defend 
a god does not it does not exist right so which i did make no you attacked my argument make an argument and, and i didn't why. just do that no I you said it was said, impossible to do that right so i'm wondering I also how you said i also gave reasons why we know that the, 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 the god of the, of the bible is if we're talking about the bible god that one definitely doesn't exist because we know that all these books and all these stories in the Bible even are if, definitely not true. Even if flames of the soul, if, we know that even there if is no soul. We know that you there is no soul. Him, so we're so we have we have facts and evidence against the soul as well. So I did provide all of these, and you're pretending now that I didn't. While you are also pretending that you presented evidence which you did not. Okay, so right, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this right. There is arguments against Christianity. Islam, Judaism, mm -hmm. whatever religion specifically that you may like, whatever, they would be specific arguments against propositions which affirm their truth. Okay. I'm asking you to provide evidence for the proposition that you're affirming, which is that God does not exist. And which means that you have that to I'm show that it is either... Is that which, wait, not... wait, just to be clear, okay, just to be clear second, right? that means you have to show that it is either logically incoherent, mm -hmm. empirically impossible, or mm -hmm. transcendentally impossible. So I'm just wondering how okay. you are going to do that. Yeah, well, I, I did start. I gave a it gave a short list, but you didn't understand any of those. So let me just continue on because it's a very long list. Uh, if you'd like a, lo a logical argument, then when we say that uh, that God exists outside of this reality, well, then that's fine. That just logically means he does not exist in reality. That's one way we could argue for it. I did already tell you that we have a bunch of empty assertions which have all proven to be false, and that's a problem when you're claiming for evidence and they, you don't actually have a single fact in evidence. That's a problem, especially when you want to argue, is there more facts in evidence for Christianity than there is for not Christianity, right? So you haven't presented any, and there's not one thing that we can both verify to be true and is also supportive of your position. But I did list a whole bunch of things that you ignored, that you that you denied. But I did list a whole bunch of things that are contradicting your claim. It's not just the lack of evidence for your position. It's the evidence against your position. Uh, there were any trial that we make on 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 psychic phenomenon, anything we do, we do about exorcists or 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 NDEs, even those things collapse even and faith healers and all of that, everything comes up butt kiss. That's it. And then we have the claims of scripture, for example, all of which have been proven to be wrong. All of it fails. We have lots of facts and evidence against your various claims. Where did you ever come up with any, any give me a fact in evidence supporting your position? Okay, so... You did actually mention one thing there, which I can say is an argument, at least against a conception of God, which is God could not exist outside of reality. So I'm assuming that's because you're saying reality is existence. So you're saying God, it would form a contradiction. God can't exist outside of existence. But that wouldn't resolve whether God is existence, so like a pantheistic view um, or a panentheistic view, which I would actually assert, or whether God is uh, exists within uh, existence itself. Maybe God is well, nature. The problem um, you have so is that you've encumbered you would yourself. Still have with... the same, you would still have the same problem. Okay, um, well, actually, you still have the also, same problem. Also, like, I would like, I'd yourself... like to quickly uh, okay. quickly say that when we consider 
proving a negative, it's not enough to give arguments against the evidence for the positive. So, right. for example, That's if I was I to say, myself it's, to that. So, so, for example, if I was to say it's raining outside and you were to say, actually, Lewis, mm -hmm. the way in which you've said it's raining outside is wrong because you've relied upon, let's say, a reflection in a window or you've relied upon a video camera footage or, or whatever. And you show the issues with the way I'm collecting data. You show why my evidence might not be correct. It mm -hmm. doesn't prove that it's not raining outside. It proves that it, what it would do is fall, sh uh, call into question my evidence for my proposition, right. but that wouldn't prove the negative proposition. I'm asking you to prove the negative proposition. Right. So well, what proof do you have for the non-existence of God? Well, I didn't realize that we were proving anything. I thought that the, the debate, if you look at the bottom of the screen, it says, which has more evidence, right? So... I'm listing all these facts and evidence. And notice you've come up with zero. I come up with a long list my, and my, you still my, have okay, nothing. You still have donut, babe. So while you are telling me to prove things, I'm not, that, sorry, that, that debate wasn't that I was supposed to prove there was no God. It was which has more evidence, my long ass list of facts and evidence or your zip, your whiteboard that is still blank. Now, okay. why don't you give me fact one in support of Christianity? All right, and we'll okay. call that your first question there of cross-examination. Yeah, so, we'll kick it over to PP. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Thank you. So um, I have given arguments. Um, You've given why. arguments, not evidence. Why is it the religious believers do not understand that arguments are not evidence? evidence why can't you can, figure that out? Give evidence, me a fact, a thing we can both show to be true that is positively indicative evidence. of and or exclusively concordant with your position over any other. Give All me right, that. One Up to one evidence. minute to answer that. Evidence can be transcendental, meaning it can be observable necessity. So you can actually show something to be logically necessary to the case which, in which reality. You did not so, do. You did so that would be reasoning. that would be like Pi, that would be like Pythagorean that would be like yeah. the Pythagorean theorem. But you rejected transcendental evidence before. But the argument I gave is what's called the argument from sufficient reason. So that for every which fact you that exists, failed to provide. No, I did provide the you, argument. You know, for you, did, you, did this, you did this. You did the question begging. Um, so fallacy, I'm which supposed is to answer. Religion. I'm pretty sure you asked me a question, and I'm supposed yeah. to answer it. Okay. Um, so for every fact in existence, there must be a sufficient reason for its existence. For every being which exists, every contingent being do not contain their own, the reason for their own existence. So contingent reasons form an infinite regress, which cannot be as established as a fact in itself, since the cause of that fact is outside of the chain of reasons. So there must be a necessary being which contains, which is self-caused. The chain of yeah, reason. the circular reasoning fallacy. It's not you, circular you have reasoning. A circular argument routing back to the assumed conclusion. You're trying How to is define it assumed, your no, God that, into that existence. Literally argues from the point of necessity that it's basically right because there's no necessity for God. God is not necessary. God is imaginary. Necessity, but that's actually there is no. Where is there a necessity? I've explained, I've just explained how that's a, like a necessary being must exist. Or I've no, just didn't. explained. You, you just did I? a circular argument that I've heard a thousand times that does not. If you've heard it a thousand times, you should on that. You, you did a lot. You did a logical fallacy called question begging, which is ubiquitous in all religions, not just Christianity. And I, it, it's embarrassing that they all have this thing where they're going to assume that there's a God because there's a God because they believe there's a God because there must be a God. So there needs to be a God. So you assume that there's a God, but there's no necessity for that. There isn't. Where is there a necessity for a God? Right, Must there be a first cause? What first cause? Like, so for example, must there be a first reason which explains everything? 
or like explains or begins the chain of reasons, which can then explain the next thing, which can explain the next thing, which can explain the next thing. If you were to trace it back. So if I was to look at this, let's say this kind of Coke, I could give a reason for its existence. Do you believe that there would be a reason that every being which exists has a reason for its existence? Depends on what you mean by a reason. If it's predetermined purpose, then no. Not pre cause and effect. Cause and effect, fine. Yes, cause and effect will be fine. Okay, so okay. we're going cosmological argument. So, so are we so talking would... about a big bang, big crunch situation, or something like a reversing so, polarity of physics, or uh, some other can, kind of you oscillation? Can go, you, can, you can go any physical. So I've, I've talked to a number of, of cosmologists about this. I don't know why it always comes back to the basis of the universe because it's completely irrelevant. But the universe is eternal. It was never created. So there is no need for a first cause argument. And if there was, as I've argued many times, everything that was ever attributed to the supernatural has always turned out to be not magic, not supernatural. It was once thought that comets were omens, that volcanoes were gods, tornadoes were gods, all these different things were gods, that, that epilepsy was, was a demonic possession and all of that. And every time we were not satisfied with those stupid bullshit lies, every time we, we strive to find the real answer, it turned out to be a revelation of whole new fields of study previously unimagined and vastly more complex than the simplistic notions that we came up in our superstitious primitive state. Likewise, if we were to ever find an explanation for a beginning, if there was a beginning, or an eternity, if there was an eternity, whatever it is for the universe, it will again be a field of study that is vastly more complex than any notion of God and would render our current beliefs in God to be just as silly as every other study has already rendered God to be. I mean, I'm, I'm, happy, to, I'm happy to accept that our beliefs in God are like come like our knowledge of god versus for example god's knowledge of himself would be absolutely so if a perfect mind knows itself it would have absolute knowledge of everything so like our knowledge of god a, would be would absolutely terrible so why like obviously a field which second, studied yeah. so if a field which studied the mind of god in this respect would be yeah it would be far superior but it would it would dwarf everything we had if it was genuinely gain, gaining uh greater truth claims fair enough but that doesn't explain for one like the eternality of the universe is something that you'd have to establish i mean that's that's fine i mean it actually does seem that everything like the eternality of time as a four-dimensional block uh sure but that i mean only in respect to the actual existence of the universe like the problem is is that all of these laws as we perceive them seem to come into existence at the point of the big bang to say that it is it's eternal we'll have no evidence for or against because we can't actually go prior to the big bang we only get to the point in which there is like the inflationary event and at that point it all breaks down and you know we can look forward on the light cone and we can look back on the light cone but you know either way what we're doing is establishing a relation between cause and effect and the whole point of the principle of sufficient reason is to say that every uh, you know and this is why it's superior to a normal cosmological argument is to say that anything that exists whether it's eternal or not eternal must have a reason to exist like the, the eternality of a thing would be determined by it having uh by it being self-caused. So you'd have to say that the universe is self-caused. Now, do you have a, do you have evidence to say that the universe is self-caused and therefore God does not exist? It, it that which was uh, never created, which always existed, which is eternal, that did not have a beginning, did not have a beginning, did not have a cause to begin. 
So we know the first law of thermodynamics, that matter and energy cannot be created or destroyed. And we know that in every model of cosmogony in which, the ha there, in which there is a singularity, that singularity is itself eternal. I've talked to a number of cosmologists about this, leading cosmologists, and they say that that uh, material energy is eternal, and so is universal wave function and all of this, and that there are models in which the universe is just perpetual in both directions, eternal. So that's the only evidence I have. I don't deal with cosmogony. I don't deal with astro, uh, you know, astrophysics. I, I teach evolution. You know, that's that's what I study. I don't I, I don't actually care how or whether the universe had a beginning, because no matter what that answer is, it doesn't change the fact that we are evolving apes and that all the scriptures of every religion, including Christianity, are man-made mythology with no truth in them. I mean, not even I mean, the existence of God would change either of these facts. If God existed, Christianity would still be a false religion. Right. Fair enough. But atheism would be false. And so Christianity at least provides an uh, Atheism is not the positive claim that you misrepresented it to be. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. <laughs> yes, it is. The, and it's no misrepresentation. Yes equals theist. No equals atheist. That's it. That's no, all. No. There's, never been, there's never a scenario Do you where... believe in God? No. There's, atheist there's, right, is, do right. you believe a God does not exist? No. Or wrong, are you affirming wrong. a God incorrect. does not exist? No, it the is question, correct, as I actually. said, that everybody's been You have to believe a God does not exist. If you do not believe in God, then you are threatened with a fate worse than in the afterlife. All right. You guys are muted again, both of you on the stream. So... Back over to Aaron. We'll let Aaron wrap up, and then back to you, people. Atheism ending in an M was defined in the in the 1600s and again in the 1700s by uh, Baron Dolbrock and Matthias Knudsen, both of whom described that atheism is a lack of belief in God, and then they both made up different words for people who also hold a belief that God does not exist. So atheism is not the same thing as atheos, by the way. Atheos would apply to you as a Christian more than to me what is okay the point that is being expressed here is that one it definitely does require a belief in uh, it, it definitely doesn't and i can it provide does. proof it's, of that it's a proposition you it's can provide not a proposition proof. It's, it's not a, a rejection of belief it's a denial yes. of belief and this what's a belief was in, this was in webster's 1828 dictionary long before huxley invented his word agnostic it was already commonly defined that atheism was a lack of belief, a so, denial of okay, assent. Okay, I will ask you. I will ask you the. I'll ask you the question. Do you believe a god does not exist? I am in the subset of people who do, of atheists who do not believe in a god, who fall into the category of strong atheists who also have the belief that God does not exist. I do because I've spent a quarter of a century arguing with people like yourself who only provide evidence that the God claim are all lies. Every one of them. Frauds, falsehoods, fallacies. That is all you have. Now, you've already exhibited a number of fallacies. and You have not exist what? exhibited any Where? evidence whatsoever. You've given arguments instead of evidence, which is a common fallacy that all believers always do. I don't know why. Why can't you produce a fact? This is the debate. Is there more hmm. evidence? I gave you a list of evidence for atheism. You gave me a whiteboard still blank for Christianity. Give me you a don't fact. think that, so one, so you don't think that an, a syllogistic argument is evidence. No, and evidence is a body of facts that are positively which is, means objectively verifiable data, positively indicative of and or exclusively concordant with one available position or hypothesis over any other. 
That's it. That's what evidence is. So, you for know, example, Christians if a mathematician, argue... if a mathematician was to try and give evidence for a proposition, let's say that four was a multiple of two, and they would rely upon, let's say, a logical proof for that. So they would divide four by two and it would come back as two. So it wouldn't have a remainder. So it would prove that it was a multiple of two. Would that be evidence or not? In mathematics, maybe. I don't know. I don't deal in mathematics. I also know that it, historians use a different definition than scientists do. But in science, the definition I gave is the one we use. The point that's being made here is that if evidence can be logical and not only empirical through observation, okay. then a transcendental argument... If you don't have argument, any evidence, give then me then the a that I did give you a transcendental argument which is observable logic. You gave That's me a circular argument, a it's logical not, fallacy. How is it circular? Because you're just simply assuming your conclusion. You have a circular how? argument routing back to the assumed conclusion. You then declare you, you declare that you, you by, by definitional fiat, you know, that which begins to exist must have a cause, therefore God. Uh, the universe did not begin to exist, therefore not God. Are we done? No, because it's the, the whole point is to say like, about contingent beings okay, so like for example contingent then so a contingent so a contingent being would be something which has to have a cause for its existence can right, you so so, the, so, so your point contingent on you're saying that you're saying that the universe does not have to have a cause for its existence if if there was a cause it wouldn't be a god it certainly wouldn't be the christian god as i said so, wait, even so if, if a god were... existed it would not so be there the christian can be god? a cause so there could be a cause for the universe there could be if the universe had a cause, but I don't. So think the it did. universe is contingent. Then, why would the universe? I don't. I said I don't. I don't think the universe had a beginning. Right. So but there why, wouldn't be a cause. So, so like if the there's whole... no beginning, then there's no cause. And if there was a cause, it still wouldn't be a god. And if there was a god, it even, still wouldn't like, be the Christian the worst, god. The worst point is, even if the universe was absolutely self-caused, you wouldn't be able to argue against pantheism. Because all I could say, I'm not I arguing to... against pantheism, but pantheism isn't atheism, so you wouldn't be able to put forward your argument. Why That's not? The whole point. Because pantheism you can't be... is not is not uh, classical theology. It's Doesn't not a personal be. god for sure. It's Doesn't not a magical anthropomorphic immortal. But it's still a god. It... No, it's not because it's yes, not it a magical anthropomorphic immortal. It is a being, which it's not a is being. A... What do you mean? It's not a being. It's not. Spinoza's Do you understand what pantheism is, is? Do you understand what pantheism is? I thought so. Yes. You, you, you. As Einstein put it, he believes in Spinoza's God, which can be revealed in the mathematics of nature, in the operations of the natural world. So he's not. He's not. He's not worshiping a being. But Spinoza is not. Spinoza is not an atheist. We should regard him as an atheist. Spinoza is not an atheist. That's that's what Einstein said. Was that Einstein's wrong? From your perspective, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like Einstein's, Einstein's wrong. Like Spinoza's not atheist. Okay. All right. So I'm only going on pantheism. What Darwin? What excuse me? Uh, what Einstein said about Spinoza's God? How Einstein described it when he said that he was an atheist from the Christian perspective. Spinoza's the doctrine for Spinoza is to identify God as an absolute substance. So it's a kind of like a cosmism. It's not an atheism. It's uh, it's basically you identify that which is everything is God. Um, okay, so you've defined like, God out of existence. No, if everything is, is God, then nothing is God. So no, because he is the unity. We have the something whole... that is God, and then we have to be able to distinguish that from that which is not God.
I'm look, I'm not a pantheist, but okay. I'm saying if if you were to adopt a pantheistic position, it would still be a god, which means it wouldn't be atheism. Which means it which means be you a would god because it would be evidence okay. against you. And it would the only be, pantheist would... I know of is apart from Spinoza himself is Einstein. Einstein's description contradicts what you just said. So I'm not going to argue from outside of somebody else's perspective. I'm not going to argue for pantheism. You're supposed to present evidence for You're, Christianity. I one. I've presented, I presented evidence. evidence for atheism, which is what? a ridiculous notion because I shouldn't have to. I if the atheism you is should. the I don't I don't believe you. Atheism is the statement that you have failed to justify your argument, and I've maintained that you have still failed to justify your argument. So you should, in the, in the position of uh, producing evidence for Christianity, you should not be arguing for Spinoza's God because that's not Christianity. And if Spinoza's God existed, that would still justify my atheism because it's not a God. It's not a magical anthropomorphic immortal. So defend Christianity. Give me evidence, we, something we can both show to be true that is indicative of your position. What? Like the, the one, Spinoza's God is still god like that like it's it's just a different way of conceiving of god okay so it's a but god two, that isn't two. a god all right we just no it is it is a god, everything is god. That's, that's what you said a moment ago everything is god so there's no way like to distinguish so i mean I'm pantheism god. pantheism we would all this be is god of a no because like you, 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 I mean, yes but only because spinoza is arguing from the point of divine simplicity which i referenced earlier which inspired leibniz which is that everything can be boiled down to an existence which is absolutely one with itself as a single united being so that's but, why it's an absolute substance so you wouldn't be god in be himself you would be you would be an aspect or a part or a limited condition a contingent okay. being within god so you wouldn't okay. be god but god would contain you he would be the set okay. which contains so all we of don't have a definition that's, of god which is no but that's no you're i mean you're not understanding spinoza but that's fine i was just okay. explaining spinoza but you're, you're you're arguing now for for deism for pantheism whatever but you're not arguing i'm not for i'm just saying no 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 i'm arguing that you didn't provide evidence again for your position you've only my, provided oh, evidence my, my against position, mine atheism that the, that yes. the claims that theists make are unjustified. I did not provide it. Yes, I did. In fact, I presented quite a lot uh, that that all of your country, all of your various scriptures contradict each other. They've all been proven to be false. That there's no evidence of the supernatural, despite all these different claims. That faith healers fail. That exorcisms fail. All these different practices of, of the different claims of belief for different religions all fail. The specifically Christian beliefs or claims fail. That the logical arguments that the, the if you want to go past the evidence, you want to go to logical arguments. Well, then you want to say that that God is infinitely good while He also created a hell so He can punish people in, it, indefinitely, mercilessly, absolute cruelty in infinite mercy. Supposedly, another logical contradiction because He loves us, but He's going to judge us not for whether we're good or bad, but over whether we believe impossible claims from questionable sources on insufficient evidence. Yeah, I presented lots of facts. For atheism being the position that, Christ, that 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 theism has failed to make its claim, that's what well, atheism is. No, it's not. But the, the, yeah, the, yes, uh, it is. It, I'm on the board of directors is... for American Atheists. I probably know what my position is resign. a little bit better than you. I'm going to guess that I know you my position resign. a little bit better. You than should you. resign. Okay, but okay. 
let's try to get back try- to the uh, the Christianity uh, as the theism versus atheist argument. So, uh, you know, if we can get into some of the talk about scripture or, uh, you know, the tenets of uh, Christianity uh, as it pertains to evidence. Um, yeah, for we'll whatever get, reason, you have to that. believe in order to be in order to be saved. You know, so, so God, the Christian God created this hell. For people to so go the problem to of evil. Are you wanting to go down the problem of evil? Because that's a specific argument. I'm happy to engage in the problem of evil. Wherever just you'd to be like clear, to go, since, since you won't provide yeah. evidence for Christianity, I'm I mean, having, I have. I'm I mean, that was the argument from sufficient, the argument of sufficient reason. The only argument you gave me was that it could bottom out with an absolutely necessary being, which was the universe itself. Well, that wasn't the pantheism, only argument I gave. Which is, I gave which that is, there is no truth to yours or any other religion. Nothing any religion can you didn't show give that, that. You didn't th- show that. You didn't show that I, yeah. it's logically impossible. Empirically impossible. You just asserted it. You just asserted it. You didn't show it. You just said it. Okay. All the contradictions that I just listed for all the different religions, and none of them can show that they're any more right, that they have any that they've got anything any more accurate than every other religion. Christianity says, Oh, well, we're the only ones that do things exactly like the Bhakti Hindu do, exactly like the Sikhs do. So exactly like Zoroastrians do, I'm more exactly like some pagans do. That doesn't you know, well, do... well, I have a personal relationship with my God, but, but I, I know I'm a more, pagan. Uh, all right, I, I know have, a pagan two, let, uh... two miles from here who met his God in person. That's really great. She's uh, the, uh, the Egyptian cat-headed goddess Bast. She appeared in his house, physically right. manifest. How are you going to argue yeah, with that? Uh, they probably need antipsychotics. But like, the, look, like the, the, the I thing would is... agree with you about all like... the Christians and their experiences too. Are there are gonna, people that, yeah, no, there are Christians that there. also need antipsychotics. But like, the, like, look, like the, the the way that I'm approaching this is purely logical necessity in terms of the the, uh, the Except argument that you haven't presented reason. any. You gave the circular argument. We did get to the cosmological argument. Then the and, only necessity um, is that you need there to be an argument because you need does there to be everything a God require a reason for its existence? Does everything require? A re- do all facts require a reason for their existence? No. If it's never been created, it was never caused. It, I mean, if it was never, if it, if it never had an origin, then it didn't need an origin story. It would have. It so, would be self. It would have. It would. It would contain. And then the it wouldn't be for its own existence. But God is contained. That would be necessary. On human imagination. That would be a necessary. Man made God being. in his own image. But that, look, that would be a necessary being, right? Now, now, now we are the necessary argue, being for God. If you can argue that there is a necessary being which, which is you not God. And explain why it's not God, and and why it wouldn't fit the definition of a God. Um, okay, or, or, what is or, the definition or, of a God? Just one second, there, Aaron. We'll or, or, let or, or, finish or, up his and, and, or argue that a God is necessarily impossible. That's okay. where you how do we be. say whether something is possible or not? So you you know, because we can't say that anything is possible because we know that there are many things that are not possible. It's not mm-hmm. possible that monkeys so would fly form out a my contradiction. Ass. The cow cannot jump over the moon, for example. Mm-hmm. In order to say whether something is possible, there has to be a precedent or a parallel or verified phenomenon indicating that such possibility exists. You don't even have that. No, I mean, possibility is determined, like, there is two kinds. There's, there's uh, logical possibility in terms of whether something is coherent or contradictory. So you'd be okay, like, is it itself or not itself, right? Like, yeah, infinite and mercy then, for the guy who created and, hell. And then, gotcha. and then in terms of empirical empirical possibility 
it's really just a, a sort of development upon logical possibility, which affirms one identity and then applies the laws of logic upon it. So you say it's something extrinsically as observable phenomenon, you give a definition, then you say is that definition coherent with the other normativity that exists in reality, okay. so, whether it's so a coherence you... stance or, or a correspondence stance. That's right. that's that, So how is God like a contradiction or incoherent why is he impossible like give me the evidence for your i, I did just do that not against in, in your failure no. to produce a precedent or a parallel or verified phenomenon evidence that indicate, indicate that's an exists. evidence no so because let's, let's take a look at your position let's, as a Christian. There, let's, just, let's just make Sorry. sure i understand you so you've just discarded all of scripture right so like at least the Old Testament, right? You, you, you've forsaken Adam and Eve, the Tower of Babel, the Exodus, uh, Noah's blood. It's God in Scripture. It's just un irrelevant for this debate. That's it, the, it's the, it's the, it's biblical. So have you, have you decided that these things are not true, right? We don't have to defend the Scripture because all of it's false. No, the point is... We is know that, that Adam, I, and Eve are, Adam and Eve are genetically impossible. <clears throat> Do you accept that? One, I'm a Catholic, and we don't take... like almost uh, the, the Catholic Church does not take Genesis to be literal. Right. Nobody. Okay. In, like, I've never I, met I, any Catholic that takes it literally. I met a Catholic when I asked her what if there was any moment in history that she could change with a time machine, what would she do? The, th the moment that she wanted to change out of all history, a Catholic girl told me that she wanted to change when Eve fucked the serpent. Right. I mean, you get dumb Catholics, man. What can okay. I say? Well, like, just, well, very good. Very good. But I need to establish just because you're Catholic doesn't mean you accept evolution, doesn't mean that you're a creationist. There are I, both out there, I which is why I'm asking evolution. you. I accept evolution. Okay. I accept I accept physics as it's presented by the experts. Okay, so you accept that Adam um, and Eve is just fable, not even a kernel of truth to that. Like, well, I think that the truth would be spiritual. That's the whole point. So it's not necessarily what historical truth. What does that truth. mean? So spiritual would be like uh, indicating an aspect of existence, uh, either like a, it could be a moral truth. It could be a metaphysical because truth. You, you take, it could you be... take the Adam and Eve or the, 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 the Genesis fable as, or, or what is it, the Garden of Eden fable as metaphorical. Yes. Well, allegorical. Like, but like it, uh, I think that it reveals something real about us. It reveals something okay. real about reality. Uh, so, for example, the relationship between God and the world, for example, it shows that, the, for example, God made the world and it was good, that there is uh, that the, the goodness of the world is directly related to a being which precedes okay. it, that okay. its existence is necessarily uh, tied up into the being which is good, which is why it's reflected. So okay. if God is good, then it is good. OK, so so you say God made the world. So we, we have a number of scientific theories that would work in the absence of God for various things. I mean, like... Uh, uh, planetary accretion theory and and uh, different aspects of abiogenesis, a whole bunch of different studies that come that, that make up that uh, the theory of evolution. For example, I mean that doesn't that doesn't go against like a uh, 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 spiritual reflection. I didn't upon say that the, it did. No, I, but, I mean, you're saying if God made the world, like God, I, I, like I said, the mechanism itself is I could said, be divinely directed. I Let's said, clarify there. I said that these 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 uh, processes operate with or without God. Um, well, one, I don't believe that you could establish mechanism without uh, a god. Um, well, then how would you establish mechanism with a god? So I would say that a mechanism requires essentially a logical relation between identities and that what you're looking at is essentially um, a necessary identity relation between two existent beings, right? So, so covalent for, bonds require a an, an intelligence to devise, though, that, 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 that uh, couldn't just happen? 
the way that things when we talk about something happening i would mm. say that it relates to a movement and that motion is directed towards an end so i'd say that okay, the so... way that you the way that you have to understand it is that the the it's the the reason like an identity contains a relationship to itself and it is moving because it is a trying to obtain itself like that's okay. the whole point of like an instability in an identity otherwise the, the identity would be perfectly stable be unchanging so like the, the the otherwise the, basically there would be no causal chain causation is essentially a logical chain relating events uh through time that's that's all causation is so the, so, the, the trade that the trade of of electrons in 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 different Colvin bonds or diffusion of you know Boyle's gas law gravity these sorts of things they all need a mind to keep all of them working because they they wouldn't oh, work unless there was a, reality a can't be do you think that reality can be described without a mind because I mean if you believe that then you must believe that you that you can't have logical that that there there is not ideas in the world right like that there isn't Why real would I ideas? believe something that I know not to be true? That you know, you that know, I know not, not to be true. true. Okay. So you know What's... that I don't hold that position that you just falsely accused me of. Oh no, I no, I'm, I'm, I'm no, I'm asking you whether you did hold that position. That's I'm not accusing. I, I'm I an idealist. I, I wouldn't accuse minds, you of that level of ideas. sophistication. Yeah, we we do have ideas within our minds, but the, these ideas within mm -hmm. our minds did not pre-exist our minds and they are not the reason that gravity works or why covalent bonds happen, etc. So natural processes work with or without God. So are in a you... world without a God, natural processes continue to work. You want to suggest that there is a God required for something. And it's not just for something, it's for Christianity. So you have to believe that this, this first century faith healer who clearly never understood what the fuck he was talking about, about anything ever, who didn't know when figs were in season, who didn't know what the smallest seeds was, who had no divine knowledge at all. You have to believe in this cult leader in violation of the first commandment in order to be saved from the damnation that he's threatening against you. Give me a fact that supports that. So, one, like in... What a fact that supports uh, like the argument for like the, the, uh, what? What are you like here a, to debate like a, for? You is there more evidence for? I've given you lots and lots of evidence. I, mean, I for atheism. gave you an argument for the goodness of God um, in relation. But I mean, we can talk about what goodness is, and then we'll have to talk about you, you that. You ignored you ignored the problem of evil. You said we could talk about that later if you want to. We can talk about. We can talk for the goodness. Okay, of God. we'll, we'll move on not. to that in just two seconds. Just quickly, in terms of metaphysics, are you a, you're a physicalist or a materialist, right? Then? Oh, what does a materialist mean? That means somebody who accepts that material reality exists, which we both accept, I think, right? We, do you accept that material reality exists? No, a materialist, is, is, it depends on how you define material. That's that's the whole point. Like materialism well, is a specific metaphysical So we both, do theory. we both accept that the material world exists? Yes, I believe in material, yeah. Okay, and so you want to posit an alternate universe, a supernatural, magical level, a universe on top of that. And if I no. don't, make that same assumption that you do, then you shift the burden of proof to turn my lack of belief into a positive belief by accusing me of physicalism. That was, that was when the, really, <laughs> when really you have the belief in magic, which you cannot justify. And that's why you need to turn it into my belief well, because Christianity hates nothing more than the burden of proof. So, so let me get, let me get this straight. Me. Let me get this straight. You believe that all of those professors and universities, and by the way, there is a lot of them, Right. who argue for low. materialism and physicalism are in fact 
It depends simply, on what you mean by physicalism. Simply there's multiple definitions. Deluded or something, and they are being oh, brainwashed I didn't say by that they're deluded by by theists in order to defend something which what does not need if, to be if defended. We're about, if we're talking about philosophical naturalism or metaphys or or methodological naturalism, there's a difference. As, but as when I, I think, get accused of naturalism. I get, I'm accused of believing that naturalism is all there is. What is that? It's a shifting of the burden of proof. You believe in magic. I don't. So no, you don't, you don't want the burden of proof to show that there's evidence of magic. So you push the burden of proof onto me by making it into my belief in naturalism. Um, I mean, the reason I've so that I become a materialist when really you're the <laughs> one with the belief in magic, you the need reason... to justify that. The reason I described you as a methodological, methodological naturalist, um, and I'm sorry if you're not, is, is I was, uh, I must have misunderstood you um, in your, in your, in your video falsifying God with Tyler, Tyler Vella, uh, in which you described yourself as a methodological naturalist. I must have just misunderstood. I'm sorry. Methodological naturalism um, is a process that science has to use because of the reason I explained earlier. You have to be able to show whether something is true or false in order, if, if you're going to add to the sum of human information otherwise if you just got bare if you just got baseless speculation and we can't know that if it's true or false then it has no value in epistemology right um i mean like that was, i'm only just making that point like i'm sorry if you're not but that's fair enough in terms of in in terms of materialism materialism is actually like a metaphysical doctrine which argues that the uh that reality can be basically reduced to a set of principles which define matter so that so for example it's uh what is it charge mass and what is it it's charge mass and uh i can't remember the um the third one so that basically all truth can be reduced to these can be reduced to these principles that's the doctrine of physicalism and materialism okay, it's well, all reducible to, the... to a doctrine i accept that the, the physical universe exists. well i accept that the physical okay. universe exists that doesn't make we, us a we both accept that a physical universe exists yeah you want to posit a, a a magical supernatural alternative universe on top of that which i do not assume i think it's okay and for the reason that i do not assume that then i am falsely accused of having a belief in not magic rather than not believing in magic no that's not the the issue. The issue is is whether there is something external, it, whether everything is reducible okay. to these. So I don't need to prove that there's not magic. You need to show that there no. is magic. Look, for example, materialism come from like essentially like if we look at okay. the foundation of materialism in let's say the 16th century, right? Like or like the 15th, Am 16th I a materialist? century. <clears throat> I'm 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 trying to work that out. Okay, so just I don't assume magic. So I have a, I don't believe in magic. It's not that I have a belief in not magic. It's that I don't have a belief that there is magic. So right. you assume, do. So assume you explain that... the facts supporting magic. And then we'll specify when you verify that magic exists, when you give evidence that magic exists, then you can identify a certain type of magic being God. Oh. And then when you verify that that exists, well, now we can identify which type of God. And then you can start getting into Christianity. Okay. He has a question that might lead with to the right direction. Do you believe numbers exist? <laughs> On paper. So so quantities exist. The concept of quantities exist. 
Right. So like, but there is a, so like, let, let's talk about like mathematics, right? Does, is yeah. mathematics You're not real? ever going to get to supporting Christianity, are you? I've already defined arguments in relation to Christianity. I'm trying to work out whether you're Right, but you never presented any evidence. Do you want to just, let's just, let's just move on to the problem of evil because I, I don't even think you would understand I don't think it matters I'll have to give go. you a fucking you're lecture. You're never going to provide evidence of Christianity, are you? Uh, uh, no, I'm happy to I'm happy to move on to the problem of evil. I mean, well, that's your ballpark, right? Let's move on to the right? problem of Christianity, evidence for Christianity. I've already given that's, the argument for sufficient You gave sufficient an argument, reason. not evidence, and you're not ever going to give... Uh, so I guess we're done. No, the so whole point has no of... evidence for Christianity. I have evidence for atheism, the reasons I've already given <laughs> twice, including the fact that we don't have souls, which is a big problem. If you because if, if there's no if there's no souls, then there's no afterlife, and God becomes moot at that point, at least the Christian version of God, and he's arguing for Christianity. What is a soul? Without evidence. What is a soul? Mind-body dualism, the independent, the, the idea, every religion, as I define religion, is the, the faith-based belief system that a supernatural essence of self somehow survives the death of the physical body to continue on in some other form. That could be in reincarnation. It doesn't have to be mind-body dualism. Like, I mean, Catholics believe that they'll be physically reincarnated. You get Hicks' theory of replication, which that is, is what I deliberate physical. When I said that the earliest versions of Christianity, you all thought that your bodies were going to be reanimated, which oddly enough is what in, I mean, in the Catholic Quran, Church still says that there'll be the physical. And the Quran still says that too. Muslims. No why are you saying that there that, is? A, but, why are you saying that we're dualists? We're monists. So why are you saying we're dualists? We're monists. As I explained, like the Catholic Church is an indifferentist doctrine. As of I explained earlier, let PP explain what he was saying there. I think yeah, he had the original concept of Christianity. With you know, you, Christians thought that they were going to rehab reanimated bodies, but now the popular belief is that you have these supernatural, invisible souls that are going to rise out of your physical body and ascend into into a supernatural heaven. That's the common belief now. No, 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 it's not no the common belief. It's not necessarily the common belief. Look, actually, there's plenty of Christians who believe in physical resurrection. Actually, there's loads of them. It right, depends on where you sit in terms of that. What it is that you believe that you think you can give evidence for? It depends on what you understand the soul to be, right? For example, the Christian understands the soul to be the final cause of the body, which means it's the uniting principle of okay. the being, which means it is literally the principle which unites the organism. Okay. through time so it's not it's not something separate from the existence of the organism it's in fact embodied in the organism the truth of the principle is the actual reality of that being so like the idea that you would be that there is a dualism there's actually for most for most catholics is nonsense okay it's absolute nonsense so, in terms of and that's what the largest christian organization in the world but you would consider us dualists right the the the, the platonic notion that there is a spirit uh, for example, that's separate from the body. That's that's form of exaggerated realism. It was more popular uh, in the Catholic Church, actually, around the time in the early church, uh, when you're saying that when we used to make, yeah, in like the first century, then it became more like uh, in terms of Augustine, it became a kind of more likely to be a dualism. Uh, and then you you know you you moved on to uh, yes to I know because I was raised as a this Mormon is... and I was told many times as a child that I had to take care of my body because when it was buried I couldn't be cremated or anything like that because uh, on the end day the judgment day whatever the same thing the Muslims believe the Mormons believe that they were all going to come creeping out of their graves like oh you were raised you were raised so as I, a Mormon and I said so if that's the case if we can't be cremated because we have to have our bodies in order for them to come crawling out of the graves then what happened to the people that were eaten by sharks and so here's the problem when people I mean, realize it's oh, yeah, there's this there's this logical problem there 
Well, now they come up with the spiritual that's aspect, not, and that's, that's why the popular not, belief now no, is I mean, not that's, that that's, you're going to have a reanimated body. But let, let okay, no, that's, I, that, I mean, no, 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 that's I, that's just crazy, right? Like, let, let's be frank. Let's be frank. Like, I'm I'm sorry you were raised the, a moment. That's what like, it says in, in the Quran. Respects, right? like, that's I'm, what many I'm, Muslims so, teach. That's yeah, what I'm, Christianity I'm, taught. Right. Like, look, I'm I'm very sorry that you were raised a moment, but and I'm very sorry that there are people. I'm not just talking about Mormons. I'm talking about the undead saints doing the doing the thriller in downtown Judea, just like it says in the Gospels. Look, okay. I, I, they used I, to like, believe this. I, like, so, I'm not saying like I look, had to I, define I, I think what in terms I of... had to I had to correct your misdefinition of atheism at the beginning of this. So why don't you explain to me what it is that what what Christianity is, so that we can figure out who is a Christian and who is not, and what it is that you think you can provide evidence for? Because you're running out of time. You need to provide. I did. Some I evidence. did actually one one. I, I have provided evidence too. I did actually tell you. No, what Christianity you was. did not. I have. You, you, no, you use okay. arguments instead of evidence. You use logical let... fallacies, circular reasoning. You haven't produced a fact, despite being directly challenged to do so numerous mm -hmm. times. All right, we're going to let uh, Perspective uh, express his thoughts here. I hope you're all having fun. I know it's a very lively discussion that we're having this evening. So uh, if you're enjoying yourself, hit that like button, won't you? Uh, we got about 10 minutes left of open discussion. We're going to go into that Q&A. Uh, so let's keep it rolling. Uh, we're going to let Perspective uh, respond to uh, some of the stuff that Aaron just brought up there. Oh, right. So one, arguments can be evidence if it is. So a deductive argument for something okay. provides the necessity of something's truth. So, for example, if I was okay, to so argue we use different that all that bachelors, that so we use argue different, that I, different definitions, then you, so then you said can one use second. arguments as evidence. He said one second. Let me finish. If, okay. if, for example, if I was to argue, if I, for example, if someone was to ask, is a bachelor an unmarried man? And then I was to present a syllogistic argument demonstrating the necessity of a bachelor being an unmarried man. That would be evidence for a bachelor being an unmarried man. Do, do you understand that? That that so like an argument is the fact would be the def. I mean the definition itself would be the fact, so that it would it would fit my definition. You would have a fact we can both show to be true. That being the definition of the word. But it's and that shown, would be the fact in evidence. So to it be would, true. It, it, it adheres to the my definition. Can you have a fact without evidence? What? Can you have a fact without evidence? Yes. If the same fact is, would be true in both uh, mutually exclusive conditions, then it is just a fact. It doesn't become evidence until it uh, indicates one or eliminates another. Wait, so wait a minute. You can have a fact. So what do, you, what do you think a fact is? A fact is a point of objectively verifiable data, as I told you before. So I would say that a fact is a thing known or proved to be true. Which is exactly what I just said in different words. So if a th if a fact is a thing which is known or proven to be true by both of us, so then it's not just it's not then just a claim. How is it, how can a fact exist without can uh, exist without it. how can a fact exist without evidence? A fact evidence well, so, is something a body could of be facts. true. Something could I'll be true. Perspective. You just asked right. a question. So, right. Sorry. Evidence is made of facts. So. You can have a fact that does not indicate one position or eliminate another, and in which case it's just a fact. I just explained this, but I'll be happy to go over it again. A fact doesn't become evidence until it points to one or dismisses the other one. I think we're talking past each other in some respects because I think what you're taking to be a fact is literally just something being true. I think that's exactly what you just defined a fact to be. I was more specific, but a I'm fact happy is something to take which is known term to be true because we did just say the same thing, even though you don't understand that. 
No, you see, the reason that I'm saying that I think that there is this, I'm not saying, see, I'm not understanding. I was trying to be nice by saying, I think we're talking past each other, but you know, whatever. We, we are. Uh, I understand why we are. I said a fact is something that is objectively verifiable, and you said a fact is something that is known to be true. Those two statements both mean the same thing. There's a difference between something being verifiable and something being verified. Known to be true. So you know this thing to be so true. Verified. I can verify it. Again, and now I know it to be true too. Yes. We, and so we, if, I can look it up. If, if you say that this is the definition of a bachelor, for example, I can pick out my dictionary, look it up, and like, oh, well, look at that. It's a fact. <clears throat> it's it, That's how it's defined. There we go. A fact, and be, look, if a fact is a thing which is, like, a fact you're saying is something which is, which can be verified. That's what you said, right? Not something which is verified. It is objectively verifiable data. It's either not in dispute because we it both take it, because it we both can't take be it just granted. object. Do you understand that it can't be just objectively verifiable data because in like like in principle I, that's I, I almost was anything explaining that i said we it doesn't it's either not a dispute because we both take it for uh, uh let's say for a hypothetical reason we both accept okay in light of this possibility we'll take that as a fact it can be a hypothetical or it's so it's not a dispute or it's indisputable because we can verify it or as you put it it's known to be true we're both saying the same thing if we are saying the same, the only no, the only difference is that where you say that something is known to be true, I'm saying it has to be known to be true by both of us. And if it's only known to one of us, the other one can look it up. I agree. And the way, way that, look, the way you would prove a fact is with evidence, with justification. No, you don't prove a fact with evidence. The you don't fact prove a fact. Comes the evidence if it's indicate indicative of one position or eliminates another. If a fact is a truth, and to, well, the if truth a fact is, is a known are, truth what we can show do you, to be true how do you right? how do you how do you know the truth i just why do you ask questions right after they've been answered the truth is what the facts are what we can show to be true do you understand that so look I, I, does look, that matches it, exactly what you just said no, it doesn't. The difference is, is I'm saying a fact is something which is verified, you and you're saying it's known to be verifiable. true. I said the truth is what the facts are. How is that not the same thing? We no, can't I say said... that something is the truth if we don't know that it's the truth, right? Because if we can't show the truth of it, if we don't know that it's true, because that in itself would be a lie to say something is true when we don't know. How do we show something is? Are, are, are we in Menel's paradox? Right? How do we know the truth of something without knowing it's true? I did just give you a number of that's Mino's paradox, that. and I would say that would be a posh. We know, we know a posh. I, I gave you a couple truth. of hypotheticals. If, if you give me a word that I've never heard, and you say this is what it means, and I don't know that it's known, <laughs> but it's only known by you. Okay, let's I give an example. Let's, let's try and work known. this out. Now it's known by me too, right? Let's, let's let's give an example. Let's try and work this out. So let's say it's a fact that it's that it. Okay, so for something to be a fact, it would have to be known to be true. Let's say that fact is that it's raining outside right so the proposition it is raining outside is true and it and it, it is a fact in order to establish that fact we've had to give an evidence right would you agree yes in that context sure then it okay. becomes a claim and now you need evidence of the claim 
Okay, so how could evidence be a fact if facts require evidence? Because the reason I have repeatedly explained to you, evidence is a body of facts. So how if evidence is a body... Okay, I'm happy to say that facts can be used as evidence once they've been proven to be true, but you're going to have a problem if all facts require other facts. Like, how do you gain, at the bottom of this, something which is true? Like, where does the truth, like, lie? So... What's the, is it just a... Are you going to say it's a brute fact, maybe? Or are you going to say that it is, uh, that it's, uh, like, a necessary truth? Or what? Like, what's it going to be? Like, it's going to have to be some sort of, like, necessary truth, right? Like, it's going to have to be self-evident. No. So well, a fact... one thing, if you tell me that it's raining outside... It's at least possible to be raining outside. It's rained outside before. So there's that. If you yes. want to tell me that, that God is spitting on things or pissing on things, whatever the case may be. <laughs> that's a, that's I, a big difference, right? Yeah, well, I'm going to need some, some evidence for this God claim. You know, then it, then it becomes uh, Carl Sagan's thing about, uh, you know, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. And you're saying that you're only arguing for something as trivial as whether it's raining outside. I'm I'm saying that your 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 God claim is a whole lot more extraordinary than that. We have the natural well, world. We uh, both accept the natural yes. processes, evolution, and so forth would exist <laughs> in a universe without a God, just as uh, in your hypothetical universe in which magic is real. Why Where do you keep saying the necessity that? Necessity of God. Why do you think you can say that? Like, why do you think that you can say that? In, so, for example, if I was to con like, let's say I was to say your universe is the one where magic is real because things Except can exist without a necessary. Magic, you do. So that but wouldn't I make any sense. Don't believe in magic, but like this ah, is the. So you do. You don't believe in blessings, or curses. I knew, I knew you. I knew you were going to do. How do you interpret these things? Positive and negative magical enchantments. That's what blessings and curses are. Whenever somebody well, tells I, me to have a I believe day, to &A. they don't realize it, but they're telling me to have a magically enchanted day. The supernatural cool. equals the magical. Magical miracles, miraculous magic. It's the same thing. When, uh, when a VIP is murdered, we call it an assassination. When a boat is really expensive, we call it a yacht. When a god does magic, we call it a miracle. I'm just going to ask, we'll, we'll try and make this easy. So how, give us a definition for magic. Let's just, let's go that route. Why not? All right. So it's essentially the same as the definition of miracle. I've already, I've already compared a bunch of different dictionaries for the definitions of miracle and, and magic. You can't, you can't just say that the definition of miracle is the same as the definition of magic. You have to give us the definitions and I, show us that the same. I, if I could complete the sentence I did in my book, do a comparison, a bunch of different dictionaries, and then go outside of the dictionaries to give other commentary from other sources that also show that the consistency that a miracle is essentially magic. They are the supernatural. If you believe in the, the miracles, magic both is the evocation of supernatural powers or entities to control or forecast natural events in ways that are inexplicable by science because they defy the laws of physics. They don't have to. You can have a miracle. You can have an explanation of miracles, which is necessarily natural. And in fact, like, for well, example, it from a, a miracle. 
it would be it's just that you're using the human definition of a miracle which is ne not necessary okay, you're taking so a miracle to is, that which so, is so now necessary. we have to redefine what a miracle is you redefine what atheism is you redefine what christianity i'm not redefining it i mean is. this is a debate i mean this is the, the okay. like whether like the miracles are the events how we describe the events and we when we give them the term is essentially what so for example someone might say like a train like stops let's say every time there's going to be a train like a, a train is going to hit a child right and every time right without fail the child steps on the track the train stops every time that happens it could have a natural explanation okay. right which would mean but it's that... not a miracle but what we're describing is the event and the occurrence so it would be except that it wouldn't be by definition no because that's what the definition is coming from in an attempt to define the phenomena which we According are observing. to Webster's, a miracle is literally a wonder or wonderful thing, but appropriately in theology, an event or effect contrary to the established constitution and course of things, the deviation from the known laws of nature, a supernatural event. Miracles can be wrought only by almighty power. We'll the same dictionary minute. says that or magic is the art or the... science of putting into action the power of spirits or the science of producing wonderful effects by the aid of superhuman beings or departed spirits sorcery yeah. enchantment and so forth i've got a half a dozen other dictionaries that we could source if we really want to take this route but i think you're running out of time to give evidence for christianity which you haven't I've even gave evidence yet. you you couldn't even give evidence against you couldn't give you, you, i you did spend a good 20 minutes explaining evidence against the various claims of different oh. religions and specifically those of christianity all i didn't that get into said, a lot of depth all that you've said is that it's magic that other religions That's, exist. That is not I could all be I a said. perennialist. I said that I all could, of the claims look, are contradictory. Right. I could, they're, I could they're be, logically I could, contradictory. Look, they're morally I, 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 contradictory. I, I, I will just say, look, on all right, we're going to move into Q&A, guys. didn't describe any contradiction. We'll let PP and, wrap up and we'll move to Q&A there. You didn't describe a single contradiction. And not only I that. I did. One of them was not when I said only, that God was eternally not, merciful, but he's going to punish us forever mercilessly. That's a contradiction. I, it, it came in a long list of contradictions. I'm surprised you missed it. There were so many of them. All right. We'll in let order PP to describe a to Q and A, guys. Sorry, PP. To, to be clear, to demonstrate a contradiction, you have to provide an argument, evidence of that contradiction. You can't just assert it to be the case. I did just do that. Yes. Do I need oh, to repeat okay. it again? How many times Please do, do I have to repeat things for you? All right, let's move into the Q&A, guys, because uh, it looks like we may have hit the wall. I think everybody has the wall when it comes to uh, having a conversation, and we may have just uh, gotten there. So let's move into the Q&A and see if we can stir the pot on some conversation here. We are going to have to keep the Super Chats Always to... my best part of any debate. <laughs> well, we're going to have to keep the Super Chats, I think, to uh, one minute apiece on the responses, if I'm uh, correct about the uh, uh, the time that we have here. Uh, out of respect for our speakers. So definitely hit the like button. And once again, our speakers are both going to be linked in the description. Uh, but most importantly, the most important thing to remind you is our live in-person event that's coming up. It's going to be epic. Uh, that's September 16th in Texas. So uh, right now we have a crowdfund for that. The goal is to get 1500 uh, You know, we're only at 5% right now. So, uh, you know, if you guys can uh, give us some support, that'd be awesome. If you want to buy tickets to the event, those are in in our description as well let's get into the super chats everybody and thank you so much for being here and we appreciate our speakers uh, for this lively exchange 
Manga Fan Dan, $5. I often hear Christians say, the empty tomb is evidence of the resurrection. Couldn't it also be evidence that Jesus never existed in the first place? One minute on the clock. Yeah, I, I mean, like, obviously, like, just contextually within the story, like, no matter how you interpret the story, for it to be an empty tomb in relation to what's going on, would be in reference to the fact that the story has coherence right so it's a, it's a part of the narrative so you can't really go oh well that part of the narrative disproves the rest of the narrative because it only has meaning in the narrativistic whole so yeah, like you're looking no matter just... how no 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 matter how you uh no, it, it's evident we just said evidence against him never existing like the, the whole point of what i'm saying is that no matter how you interpret the gospels the narrativistic structure means that it would only have reference if if you like, for example, if you were to say Jesus never existed, then there'll be no reason to call it Jesus's tomb. You no reason to say that this tomb would have any relevance, whether it would be any evidence or have significance towards the existence of Jesus, regardless of how you interpret it. So, like clearly. All right. Well, there are a number of other alternate explanations. I like one that Bob Price gave, where he was talking about how, and it's an interesting the way that Bob Price wrote about Matthias. Uh, um, uh, uh, I can't remember the name now. Josephus, I forget his his Jewish name, but it sounds very much like Joseph of Arimathea, uh, Joseph Marmathias. Uh, when you read um, Josephus, and there's this passage where he takes his, his friends down off the crosses, and he, you read that in comparison with Luke, it looks like they're telling the same story from two different perspectives, at least the way that, that Price presents it, and I thought that was interesting. So when there is a tomb that is empty, is it because Josephus or Joseph of Arimathea uh, took somebody down and either it didn't go where it was supposed to, or in the in the Roman tradition, they didn't take people down at all, and this is just confusing one story with another, you know, events that never actually happened concordantly, or any number of other explanations. So that the fact that there's a tomb that doesn't have this Jesus character in it doesn't indicate that there was a Jesus character. I just I just want to point out that like no matter how we look at it like in terms of what what, what you're talking about there is like interpret hermeneutics um how you interpret like for example as I said before I could be a perennialist which means I could see that there is truth in all these different religions and yet affirm Christianity to be more true not I, because I, I the stories earlier are not because the stories are um necessarily talking about the same like talking about the same a specific narrative but because all the narratives are describing the same spiritual truth in different ways um, i'm going to ask you a question that you will not answer and well, it, it, okay. it, the reason that you won't answer it is because I, I'm, I'm not sure what the reason is that you won't answer it, but believers never do <laughs> you can't you, you can't say that then man <laughs> but you, you 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 will give me an answer that you think will you can't preempt the answer it's so bad faith but, but you won't you won't give me the answer that that's that's real for you if i ask you why you believe in christianity I believe, try to concoct an I believe an argument that I, you think will convince me. But you I believe in Christianity me... because of an argument that I read in the Science of Logic by Hegel, where he establishes a trini uh, the Trinitarian necessity for God, so that there is a necessary being, and that necessary being takes a Trinitarian form, uh, re reflecting universality, uh, particularity, and individuality, which map directly onto the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's yeah. why I'm a Christian. All right. I no, want to inject right here, guys. And I don't believe that for a minute. But would you please find some way to get that? So why did you even ask? I would like to read that argument. Yeah, yeah. Check out the Hegel Science of Logic. I suggest checking out the Lesser Logic because it's more uh, uh, sort of friendly. And then uh, 
if you go to it is i mean i can send you it specifically if you'd like that um i would is, yeah um yeah i'll just send you it but it's uh it's on uh, it's it once you go i'll just send you it it's on the um but it's on the absolute syllogism but you go through the qualitative syllogism the quantitative syllogism and then uh on to uh on the, the uh, i'd be happy the, to appreciate it yeah all right no problem what i was no, gonna q a what I was going to say there, fellas, is uh, I don't mind you guys, uh, you know, g getting a little bit deeper on these questions. That's fine. Uh, but we do have just a little bit over 30 questions. So if we do want to get through them, I'm going to set a one minute timer um, so that right, we can. I'll, I'll let this guy quit interrupting and holding everything up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's, uh, it's all good. I, like I said, I don't mind. You guys do whatever you want to do. You play it how you want to. But I'll let you know when we get to that minute. And then you can you can dig your own grave from there. All right. So the buff guy. Mr. Buff Guy from Canada for six ninety nine says, <laughs> "I like the way you responded, right? The Buff Guy. Mm. <laughs> yes. All right. For, is this James? All right. Perspective agnostics can be atheists. Atheism pertains only to belief. Gnosticism pertains to knowledge. They are not mutually exclusive." Response. Well, I, I, technically, no. Unfortunately, when Huxley made up his word, he didn't. He didn't follow the etymology correctly. He was trying to uh, counter uh, some of people that he found annoying in his day. Gnosticism, it doesn't mean that. Gnosticism is a word that is that is a name of a religious group. And so you, you, it, it doesn't work the juxtaposition the way that he implied it. But I mean, Gnostics, I mean, are actually based off the whole point of Gnosis. Like, it's a relation to knowledge, though, right? The Gnostics. So, yeah. like, the like it's... it's uh... It's sort of like almost a mini cult based off uh, what seems to be sort of a combination of various philosophers, uh, especially inspired by Plato, uh, from what I remember with the Gnostics. Uh, James Lindsay, unfortunately, tries to accuse Hegel of being one, and he absolutely isn't, in case everyone, anyone's wondering. But the um, the reason I would basically say that... Um, Ten seconds. That agnosticism is incompatible with atheism is that if atheism is a belief that god does not exist then except that, the, that the uh that any um that any belief uh is to affirm the truth of a proposition if you affirm the truth of a proposition that means that you either can or do have knowledge of it because uh, you have to say that it is true or that it essentially uh that you can hold it to be true which means you you would have knowledge of last time there yeah. but you can keep going if you'd like no, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, All right. The definition of atheism that I use is the one, as I said, that was established in the 1700s, 1600s by uh, Matthias Knudsen. And, uh, I mean, atheism Atheism was established in terms of a doctrine in the pre-Socratic era. Except that, no, it wasn't. Atheism was described by the father of atheism, which was Baron Dolbrock in 1770. And Matthias Knudsen, his predecessor, both of them defined atheism as a lack of belief in gods. And it was popularly defined that way in the common usage before Huxley, through Huxley, and beyond Huxley, such that every atheist organization today uses the definition that atheism is one thing, a lack of belief in gods. Only philosophers would use the, the definition that atheism is a positive belief that there is no God. Why? Philosophers need something are, to argue about. No, philosophers are the most pedantic and precise exactly people you'll ever the most pedantic and precise people you'll ever meet on earth yep just just for the just for the sake of it if we're defining something a certain way uh, in relation to other terms there's a reason um 
check it out. All right, we'll let Aaron close this out. one out here. Any final thoughts on that, Aaron? Or you want to move on? I didn't hear the last bit. I just said check it out. Oh yeah, and I said I did check it out. I had an argument with a with a self-styled philosopher on this very point when I brought up that before Huxley invented this word, we already had this definition that said it was a disbelief in God. And the guy said, well, ah, but that but disbelief in philosophy means that a belief in the not. I'm like, yeah, but this is Webster's Dictionary. We can look up disbelief. And it says the, refu the refusal to assent belief or the denial of belief, a rejection of belief, not the rejection of the claim. Which is why Stanford gives the polysemous definition, says that both definitions are correct, but that the, the, the definition that atheism is a positive belief that there is no God is a philosophical definition, not the mainstream definition that was the previous one and the consistent one by, in use of all, uh, by all atheist organizations. All right. This next one coming in from Pointless Poppy for you, Perspective Philosophy. What do we know about the 500 Jesus appeared to? Like, uh, I'd, 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 sorry, what was that? What do I know about the 500? Yeah, so the 500 witnesses of uh, Jesus. So that would be, uh, what do we know? Oh, sorry, I got to scroll back up. I'll give you the exact wording that they had there. And thanks for, uh, for being here again, Pointless Poppy, uh, and hanging out in our live chat. So uh, for $1.99, what do we know about the 500 Jesus appeared to? I don't know why you're exactly asking, like, uh, about that. Like, what do we know of them? Like, like I think, I think they're saying, like, you know, do we know we, the individuals or uh, the do individual 500? Do we? Like, do I have the like birth certificates? So, like, <laughs> I don't like, know. It seems kind of silly on the the point there, but yeah, you can answer that however I, it it's rings to you. It's kind of like when when Donald I, Trump I, says that many people say this, and it really means that only he believes that, and nobody ever actually said that. I mean, look, we can agree that I, I, on Donald Trump, I think he's a one guy, right? Like, if that helps, right? Like, I, I think the guy's an absolute twat. Like, if if that helps, but I just I I, I don't know how to answer it because I don't know what's being asked. Like, I I, I get it that. It, like it's like are you asking for the names and the like like are you saying like how would we know it like or how would we know like specific information of it are you saying like in terms of how we interpret the relationship theologically i like i i don't i don't seconds. know like are you i, I I'm, I'm sorry i just don't know how to answer it i'm sorry that's no problem at all let's I move think, on i think the question what? is asking for this there is a claim that there were 500 witnesses, but we don't have affidavits or names for any of these 500. Yeah, but I, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, are you saying like, are you asking like, how would we attempt to prove like a historical fact in relation to these witnesses? Exactly. Um, well, I so think that, that the claim so if that's, if that's moved. the claim, if that's the claim, like, that's fine. If that's what it's asking, then I think there's two things to, I think there is like, obviously you would just use, temp, you'd have to go through contemporary historical methodology, which I'm, like in terms of biblical scholarship and historical methodology, which is, it's going to be difficult, I guess, and but not necessarily in principally impossible. Um, if we don't have evidence, that doesn't mean that they didn't exist. It just means we don't have evidence. Um, in terms of the, in in terms of the theological significance and how we interpret that, I think that can be a separate question anyway, um, because then we're referencing really like uh what is the like what is being proposed here what is it evidence of why is it evidence uh is it legitimate evidence these are like different questions 
Um, and you might say yes, you might say no. It's illegitimate evidence. It's not legitimate evidence. Um, and I think that, like, uh, is it historical evidence? Is it is it referencing a specific relation to um, to the narrative structure itself? Uh, I, I I don't think that. I think that's the kind of conversation that could also be built around it. So so yeah, I I, I don't know what to tell you other than like the way you gain knowledge of it is either through like history or philosophy, right? Like. All right, let's move on from there. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, a friend of mine had made a funny point about the Old Testament, uh, speaking of the Donald Trump thing, which was, uh, Egypt's not sending their finest. Anyways, I, I, I got a good little <laughs> chuckle out of that. Anyways, Michael, the Canadian atheist for $5, can we please, for the love of humanity, get some evidence for Christianity? Please present your case. Yeah, I mean, I already did i mean i presented the case that i'm so i'm arguing from the principle of sufficient reason that there must be a necessary being i argued that from the point of divine simplicity that a necessary being would be absolutely simple and then from the point of simplicity that it would be omnibenevolent omniscient and omniscient um i would also i would also make an argument for the trinity if you like um it's a bit more convoluted it's a little bit harder to express because it relates to um like essentially uh, logical structure um i can try and express it if you like um and yeah i mean that's and i would argue that's necessarily true about all beings including a divinely simple one um so it's kind of like why augustine's uh de trinitate argues for this uh tri triune relationship in, with all beings in the same way that hegel seconds. does um so yeah I, I mean i have presented arguments for christianity um yeah but they ask for evidence <clears throat> all right we're well, just gonna uh yeah if you want to close this out 15 seconds there just uh on that thought okay yeah so like e evidence is essentially demonstrable justification and an argument is essentially a justification so so yeah like in order to gain a fact you actually need to provide evidence for it you can't just essentially go oh look a fact um that so yeah um I, I, you know i don't bump into facts in the street um but, you know, like I, I might bump into things that actually exist, like truths. So, yeah, there, there's a distinction there. All right. I do bump into facts in the streets. And I can verify that the things that I say, if I call for an evidence or something, I can show that it's definitely a fact. I don't know why you won't. 15 seconds there. Perspective to uh, close out on that thought, or do you want to move on? It's It's all right. Don't worry about it, man. All right, Big Bad Mama coming in for $5. Thanks for being here, Big Bad Mama. PP studies show what that about 4 in 10 U.S. atheists, 43%, have college degrees compared with 27% of the general public. Why the disparity? Uh, I think in contemporary society, I think actually I, w I was watching an inspiring philosophies debate with Aaron Ra actually like recently. I thought that was a really good debate. I and I think I think Inspiring Philosophy is actually a, a really great uh, channel. You should definitely check them out if you haven't already. Um, and one of the studies, like sociological studies, that he referenced was that in terms of the actually when you uh, when you actually um, go into the sociological studies, there's no evidence to say like for example, intrinsic religiosity has a negative indication for intelligence or educational is. outcomes. Uh, you didn't show that we were you, having you didn't show that in the debate was you should have said you should have said that to michael during the debate but yeah. the the, the i hadn't read the study i didn't know he was going to change the debate 
We were supposed to argue about whether Christianity was dangerous. He said intrinsic religiosity, which means it no longer matters what denomination it is if you don't act on it. But then it's still just as dangerous if you act on it, which means intrinsic um, religiosity is dangerous in the same sense that having a gun in the house is dangerous. If nobody touches it, then you can claim that it's not dangerous. But what if somebody touches it? No, I don't think that's what he was saying at all. Actually, I think he even countered your point of saying... I looked up the study on intrinsic religiosity that showed that even that... reduces a child's ability to distinguish fact from fiction. So even that is dangerous, so it doesn't matter. But that wasn't the debate we were having. All right, this question was for PP, so Mm -hmm. we'll let him close it out. So yeah, like one, well, no, I do actually. I'll give my, I would give Michael the win. Absolutely, I think he, I think he did great. But the, the, the point of what I was referencing was that, in relation to the sociological studies, what you can see is that people who typically uh, go against the norm are more likely to be critical thinkers. So in Ten general, seconds. whether it's a theist or an atheistic norm, the people who aren't part of the mold are more likely to be uh, critical thinkers. And since the majority of people in um like that's why the trend is reversed in other cultures so you can see that not everyone uh like the united states might be one example but it's not the only one and that trend doesn't necessarily apply globally all right bitter truth coming in can you prove of god's existence not by saying by your interpretation but show us the facts which can be supported by modern science uh, I mean, like the way that like when you say supported by modern science, I think you have to remember that modern science is itself supported by epistemological and metaphysical argumentation in order to justify it as essentially a a, uh, a a means of gaining truth about the world. Otherwise, it would be essentially like moot. Right. So by asking like so when you talk about, let's say, like logical necessities of being in terms of metaphysics, you can show something is true of all being. Uh, whether it's in terms of a physical modality, uh, a biological, historical uh, attempt, uh, a way of looking at it, mathematical, whatever. Um, so the, the the point is that I gave a metaphysical argument for the existence of a necessary being, um, which explains, for example, the relationship of reasons of, of identities to each other in terms of uh, logical inference, right? Where it's like uh, everything requires a reason and how this would relate to another object Ten if seconds. it does not contain its own reason. So this was basic. This is the foundation for things like causation, which you would see in science. So if you do reject this sort of logical relationship, this a priori structure actually existing in reality, then you are going to reject science. So the, the position here isn't an, an anti-scientific position. The position that I'm alluding to is actually a position which was brought around to defend the scientific claims, not go against them. And you've got to remember that Leibniz, who put this argument forward, for example, the first person who put this argument forward, was very engaged in uh, this, in scientific uh, endeavors of his time. All right. Yeah. That was a little bit more than 15 seconds, but I want to let you Sorry, wrap man. up your point. Sorry. That's all right. Jesse Burris for $5. Perspective uh, philosophy. How is any argument based on supernatural occurrences logical if we can't even confirm anything supernatural is even possible? Uh, why would you think that you couldn't confirm something as supernatural as impossible? Like, Nobody's for example, done. like, like you can, you can, you can show that nature is unable to account for itself. For example, which poses uh, essentially a reason which exists external to nature. Uh, and you could gain that from reasoning from uh, effect to cause. So like the whole point of a cosmological argument as put forth by uh, someone like Thomas Aquinas or the principle of sufficient reason that's put forth by someone like Leibniz is to show that there is a logical necessity which nature conforms to 
which allows for us to account for scientific truths and all other truths. And that when we get down to the bottom of it, we actually have to po posit a supernatural cause for it to make sense. And I would argue that is uh, a God. And even when we talk supernatural, I think it's important to represent, uh, to say that this is something that is greater than nature, not necessarily absolutely uh, uh, torn away from it. Um, and I suggest checking out uh, a pan pantheon panentheistic conception of God. So, so yeah. As some have noted in the comments, yeah, there was a God of the gaps argument. Nature has not been unable to account for itself, but that is the argument that whatever, if, if you don't know the explanation, the scientific explanation, well, then you assume magic, you assume God. I mean, it's actually That's, logical inference. The whole thing is actually a logical inference in, towards a necessary being. It's an, it's um, an illogical it's, inference it's, to imagine a magic invisible man. Right. I mean, like you didn't show why the principle of sufficient reason was wrong and why a necessary being wouldn't be God. And, and the uh, well, best, I did so, well, so why it wouldn't yeah, be necessary. Whatever. You were no, you didn't show that it was supposed to be a god. If there was a necessary being, you should have shown that it was a that it would be. A I god. mean, I did. I didn't say that perspective. Necessary being. You just I mean, made a circular argument wherein you assumed that there was a necessary being to explain the thing that didn't need an explanation. The best that you did was essentially assert that this necessary being could be like a Spinoza, like Spinoza's conception of God, which was the you best. Failed to make your point. You failed to make your case. No, you said. You said. The, well, that perspective look, closed said, this one out. Like you either a reject the principle of sufficient reason, or b accept the principle of sufficient reason and provide uh, an argument against the exist uh, an argument against the necessary being being God. Well, uh, you, you, you didn't to do show that either. There was a necessary so, being first. You but I did, it? and then then you tried to argue that it could be Spinoza's conception of I, God. I did not. I and said, then didn't, say I said that it wasn't didn't matter. You you failed to make you failed to to, to show that there is a necessary being. I simply pointed out that whether there was one or not, it wouldn't be your God because you failed that part too. You were supposed to be arguing for Christianity. Instead, you started arguing for theism. You started trying to use this other argument, which you failed to I do. I was arguing All against you did was atheism. Argument. I argued the, the, the against atheism. I argued against atheism. Which you and... didn't define correctly. And so what you were supposed to be able to do, if sure. you're using the correct definition, you're supposed to be arguing for Christianity you were supposed to be presenting but evidence. Look, even even if yeah. right, even if you believe that I didn't define it correctly, you've accepted that you you yourself are a strong quote unquote strong atheist, and yep. so it would apply to you anyway. So I don't know. Yeah, oh, you didn't it define it correctly. So it does the burden of proof by like, giving the evidence. But you didn't meet the burden of proof, and I did take. I your position did apart. provide several facts and evidence for atheism. We if, are you're still so waiting for the first that, if you're so confident in that, if you're so confident in that, you why why is your argument against me? A logical fallacy. Didn't a logical atheism. fallacy is an argument, an erroneous argument, and arguments are not evidence. I know that you want to redefine arguments for as arguments evidence, but even okay. if that were the case, okay, give erroneous evidence. Arguments, Let's give evidence. Up, and we'll hand it over to you. Still are not evidence. Give even evidence without an argument. Give an given Give evidence without presenting an argument. Prove something's true without an argument. Go on. I can name a fact. What would you like? What what fact and evidence would you like? I gave. I went through a list of how we know from from various scientists and so forth that Adam and Eve are genetically impossible. That the scriptures are all wrong. That there's no support for mind body dualism. That there's no support for anything supernatural at all. That we have evidence against the supernatural. That everything that was ever attributed to the supernatural has been found to be something else. All of these claims have been proven to be false. How many more facts do I need? How were the proven? Nothing. You gave a certain argument by your how own the proven? assumptions. You are proven with arguments. 
They were proven with arguments because arguments yeah, the facts are evidence. That I was able to show you only gave arguments with no facts. All right, this has been a lively super chat. Let's let perspective uh, philosophy where this was for him and the next one is for Aaron. We're going to let perspective uh, close <laughs> out on this one. If a fact is something which is proven to be true, you had to prove it somehow. So there had to be evidence right. for that fact, which is right. why and you got stumped by saying that, wait a minute, if, you, if, if facts are evidence, how do I gain evidence for facts? And you, and you, and you built yourself into a, contra into a contradiction. I didn't, there's no whatever, contradiction man. there. If I give you facts that are inconsistent with your belief, which I did, I gave several. And you could try to argue, you can try to argue that any of those are not facts, but you know that I can show that they are. And then you can't. All you did was put in arguments, and the arguments require your assumptions. You have to agree with your assumptions before you can make the argument. Any thoughts over their perspective, or do you want to move on? Is it? Is there any point? Is I don't think there's any point. Like I like. Look, no, I'm isn't. happy. Look, I'm happy. I'm happy to say. Look, I think that arguments supply the basis of evidence. Oh, I agree with you. I agree with you. What? But you have to have something more than that. You have to have arguments that present facts and explain how these facts are contradicting this other position or supporting yours. You did not. If an argument proves a fact. And it didn't. None of yours did. All you if had was argument circular arguments where you assume your conclusion and you need by fiat. Like, look, this is the whole point. This is why it ends up in this. Like, look, you're always going to need... And this is the whole thing. You're always going to need a relationship in which you can say something is either necessarily true, right? Which means it's true by definition. It's self-evident. Or it is... Uh, well, actually, no. That's You're going to have to say it's true. That's self-evidently true. Because otherwise, you're going to have to go, hey, how do I prove this fact? Oh, I prove it with another fact. And how do I prove that fact? I prove it with another fact. And this is the whole point of the principle of sufficient reason. To prove a fact, you need to prove it with another fact. To prove another fact, you need to prove another fact. There is a sufficient reason. And a I sufficient can do that. Reason, and you, you go all the way down to the point in which there is a necessary, indubitable aspect of existence. It like That's the whole point of the principle of sufficient reason. You fail to establish reason. that. And more importantly, you fail to establish that even if you were to have established that, it still wouldn't be your God. And even if you could have established that it was your God, it wouldn't be the Christian God. You know, you know, like, regardless, I'm, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying this. I'm thoroughly enjoying this. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I was going to say, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been very lively. Uh, you know, anybody who's watching right now, smack that like button, like you know, like it owes you some cash. All right? You know, give it a smack. So uh, let's move on. Polarity, $10. Aaron, agnostic here, despite disagreeing, most religions agree that supernatural or beyond exists. Maybe multidimensional. Does this, then, have better evidence than, say, the Jesus claim, Hail Satan, they say at the end? What, is a number of people <laughs> uh, who believe something make it true? Does that no, mean that Hinduism think... is true and Protestant Christianity is false? No, but you could say that there are corroborating arguments in relation... So, for example, Hindu metaphysics is is actually really interesting. I suggest checking that out, if you, like, in terms of monistic claims in, of Hinduism. Like, I've, I've often said if I wasn't a Christian, I'd probably be a Hindu. Um, I agree. I went that route myself. I read His Divine Grace. I see Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. I read The Science of Self-Realization. I've been to the Iskon Temple a number of times. I really explored that avenue. But Hinduism, I think, is really, really interesting. I'm glad they have. 
And and I think that there is a lot of parallel with Christianity. And I think that in the same with, uh, I think, uh, I mean, Buddhism as an offshoot, I also think that, like Zen Buddhism. Um, and so, for example, I think that in terms of the relationship to the Trinity, I think you can see that as, what is it, uh, the relationship with like Brahman, the like, was it Brahman? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, basically, yeah. So, Shiva, so Brahman, yeah, like, Brahman. yeah, so, I mean, I'm happy to, like, uh, I think that there is a definite sorry, relation Shiva, there. Brahma, Vishnu. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy to, I'm happy to really say that. Um, I think there's some advantages and disadvantages of one religion over another, but this isn't obviously Hindu versus Christianity, but I think that, I think there are great arguments, for example, in the golden age of Islam. I think, uh, there are a, a lot of great, um, Islamic intellectuals then. I think there's, uh, I think even in relation to like, for example, you go back to ancient Greece, they're not talking That's about a Christian there. God, but they're talking about other gods. So there's a lot of great arguments. So yeah, check them out. All right, and the, that question was for Aaron, so uh, did you have 15 seconds on closing thoughts on that, or do you want to move on? Did we not already answer that? All right, let's move on then. Bitter truth coming in. Who needs to prove the one can't see or the one who think the God exists? Who needs to prove that one? All right, I think, yeah, they just had a typo. That one can't see or that one who thinks the God exists perspective philosophy. I don't know what that means. I think that's it. Who needs to make the uh, evident and evidentiary claim? The one who can't perceive the truth or the one who is claiming there is the truth um i mean i'm i would agree that for the proposition that a god exists that yeah i do need to give evidence for that i just think that you also need to give evidence for the ne negation of that the negative proposition uh which is essentially that a god doesn't exist and that's why because if, if you're saying that you could not uh, essentially have a truth in that matter uh, then you couldn't affirm a belief you couldn't actually have a belief that one is correct or incorrect um because a belief is an affirmation of truth. So if you don't believe you can't have truth, if you don't believe you can't believe that you can't, so it's okay. If, if you don't believe that you can have belief, then, uh, or rather truth, then I, I don't think it makes sense to say that you believe or disbelieve. Yeah, uh, so for the yeah. longest time, as I said, I, I was an agnostic atheist. I didn't have a belief that there was a God, but I didn't know enough to, to feel that I could believe that there is not a God. And more recently, uh, having seen the the infinite failure of Christian apologetics and the rampant dishonesty, fifteen seconds necessary in all uh, religious apologetics, I've, I've finally come to the conclusion that yeah, that if they can't if they can't speak about this rationally or honestly, then there's there's sufficient reason. When everything that they have as a religious argument is all frauds, falsehoods, and fallacies, because every one of them are. And if you and if people want to accuse me in the chat of making assertions, I can back everything up. <clears throat> Let's explore any one of these things. All I right. can. Well, let's so move. That's that's how I came to the conclusion. Should have done it in the debate. Well, let's move into polarity has another question. All right, perspective philosophy. With your contingency argument, you're defining God into existence as a conscious a conscious agent. If even <clears throat> if true, how does this prove Christianity? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a valid criticism. Like, you could say that, like, how does Leibniz's principle of sufficient reason prove the existence of a divine mind and not necessarily an unconscious uh, necessary being? Um, I mean, I'm happy to argue for idealism if you want to get into the sort of nitty gritty of, like, why idealism is true, because that essentially, so if everything is essentially fundamentally an idea and uh, the unity of an, or the unity of the idea of ideas is a mind, well, then obviously the that which is the necessary the united uh 
the unity of existence would be a mind, right? Which is why I actually put in the slides, idealism is true. And I made that argument just like briefly. I didn't think we we're going to get metaphysical with it. Uh, but if you would like to see us talk metaphysics, I'm more than happy to. Uh, idealism is by far the more superior position. Absolute idealism by Hegel. Uh, materialism has been absolutely debunked. I mean, ripped apart uh, philosophically. Um, so materialism, physicalism, absolute joke. Maybe check out analytic idealism by uh, by Bernardo Castro. That's pretty cool too. But my my personal favorite, time there. Hegelian absolute idealism. All right. Those are some interesting claims, and I intend to compare the. I intend to discuss those with some philosophers I know, who I know have to disagree with you, by virtue of their atheism. You're showing off your bird again on the certainly camera the, there. The claim <laughs> that uh, that physicalism, and I know what you mean by that uh, being uh, disproved. Uh, I know that's false. But had I known that you were an idealist, I would have refused this debate because all religion is a matter of, of some degree of reality denial and. With idealism, that's just denying a whole, the whole of reality, absolutely all in total. Oh, is that so? What is absolute? What is absolute idealism? And what is absolute idealism? And why is it why is it for denying reality? Well, at least according to the idealists that I've had the misfortune of having to argue with, some of these people who profess themselves to be great philosophers but can't uh, defend themselves against philosophers, where they argue basically that everything is entirely imaginary. I don't think everything is that, entirely you know, imaginary. The Matrix keeps coming up in comparisons. They all think they're fucking Neo. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue for the Matrix. And also it's worth noting that the Matrix was put forward by a guy called Bouria, who was who was like he's like it's more of like an existential thesis. But yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, let's move on to our next one. And for anybody who's listening to the podcast, there's literally a bird on Aaron's hand right now. It was on his shoulder. So my jokes are not misplaced, I'll have you know. All right. So uh, next one coming in here. Oh, I got to scroll up a little bit again. All right. Big thang, Flan Wayne. You know I had to say your name like that. Assertions without evidence are bong water. Don't drink. Well, I'll answer that. I knew somebody who did that because that's all fine here where I live. And uh, it, it sounds absolutely disgusting. I've, I, I've, I've known someone drink bong water, to be fair. Like, yeah, I've known. It's can, like a... It's like no. A, <laughs> Yeah, Sorry, big yeah. thing flying rain. Well, let, let's not expound too much on that. But that nasty, nasty. Don't do it. Uh, big, big thing flying Wayne coming in again. I need perspective philosophy de to define steel man, and then steel man atheism. Um. Okay, so I would I would say to present the strongest interpretation of an argument from which you would, uh, you know. I'd say. I think that's fair enough. Um, uh, then, uh, or position, you know. Uh, steel man of atheism. Um, I mean, atheism isn't necessarily an argument, but like, obviously, it is a conclusion. Um, so, like, you can't really steel man atheism. I'd say the greatest, I'm, like, if you want to know what I think is the best argument for atheism, um, I'd I, the failure I don't of every think argument for theism. There's no specific argument that I find convincing at all for atheism specifically in terms of arguments for a, I think the best quote unquote atheistic doctrine you could put forward would be, I don't know, maybe a 10 seconds. 
I think maybe he's a... How can you have a doctrine in, I don't believe you, you haven't made your case? All right, do you want to move on from there, fellas? It looks like we might have hit a wall there. So let's move on from there. Robert Wells coming in from for 1999. Perspective philosophy. How do your arguments support only Christianity and not any other possible <clears throat> god, such other. as the great Juju at the bottom of the sea? Um, I mean, like the whole point of it being... A net, like, For example, all of my arguments that I've thus presented would uh, be applicable to um well somewhat applicable to basically uh, every conception of an abrahamic god um because it's a necessary being uh but something that is just a contingent being in existence something like zeus uh something which is not perfect and not it does not contain the reason for its own existence would be unapplicable for the argument of sufficient reason how do we determine whether something is perfect um, it would be whether it contains its the reason for its own existence. So if so it, it has vanity, jealousy, vengeance, and wrath, then it's the, those being, you know, half. I mean, like you just ignored what seconds. I said, so I don't know why. I mean, you just ignored what I said and didn't engage with it. You just wanted to say, like, this is how could you say the Christian God is imperfect? He has all of these bad things, and that, like, what, like, and doesn't meet the criteria that you just asserted for it either. But you didn't say that he does. You didn't explain how he wasn't a necessary being. You just said he is. You didn't like, explain how he was. You might as well have just said I, he was a I bad guy. The universe would like, exist. The, the universe exists without, with or without a god. The natural processes exist, and they happen with or without a god. Show me how your god is necessary. You refused. The purpose of your debate. All right. We can move on from there, uh, unless you want to close that one out where it was for you, perspective. Um, I can't even remember what was originally asked. Uh, it was about uh, how do your arguments support only Christianity? Oh, right. Basically, because it argues for a necessary God. Um, I would argue that the traits that I've mentioned in terms of the triomni traits as being uh, necessary from uh, divine simplicity, which I'd argue is also necessary in relation to a, uh, a necessary creature, uh, demonstrate uh, many of the core attributes of the Christian doctrine. Um, the only thing that I haven't demonstrated is the Trinity um and i'm happy to do that it's more convoluted it's it takes more uh explanation which is why i didn't really engage in it i didn't think we'd get that far so and i was right, right. so yeah well, let's move on frankenstein 999 math is demonstra uh, demonstrable god is not dude come on he says i think i i got the right tone you were going for there frankenstein. <laughs> don't mind his me. his argument was a complete circle he must he must have proved it he proved it to himself his <laughs> it's a 360 degree argument Oh my god! Oh, like you know, this is you're making it start. I'm starting to think maybe it's evil. It maybe evil. It, it, there is too much evil in the world. You know, maybe God couldn't exist. He wouldn't let this debate happen. Like surely, like look, like come on, man. Well, he I... couldn't let me be bored on a Saturday night. No, he couldn't. And as my most recent uh, Judas Priest album says, evil never dies. All right. That's firepower, a everybody. Freak, Ryan. What a great album that is, I'll tell you. Uh, let's continue on. Bitter Truth for $5. God created trees, uh, then created light on the next day. Isn't that enough to understand that this is man-made religion perspective? I think when we look at the biblical story, I think that like in the story of Genesis, we need to approach it as a story 
and narrativistically deconstruct it, right? You could be you could be a Christian who affirms Boltzmann and seeks to demythologize all of the aspects of the Bible to reveal necessary spiritual truths, right? That's absolutely fine. How you approach Christianity is a separate topic to like the action, how you approach scripture is a separate topic. Like that doesn't disprove Christianity. It just, even if you're right, even if you're saying like this disproves the dumb young creationist, young earth creationist take the, the dumb creationist position. Yeah. Like it does like creationists are idiots. I I don't know. Like, I'm sorry, but like, what can I say? Like you shouldn't like you one, you shouldn't read the Bible. Literally. You can't read anything purely literally and understand its meaning, right? That's the basis of hermeneutics. And like, clearly it requires you to reject all of your other natural reasoning about the natural world. That's absurd. If we could have a meaningful conversation about this, because for some reason you find some appeal to Christianity, which I just find just abhorrent at every level. So how do you justify, I mean, if if you're not going to provide evidence of Christianity, then give me some reason to believe, however you interpret that, that that, that without the original sin and, and without any justification at all, that this God is going to punish us mercilessly forever if we don't believe improbable claims from questionable sources on insufficient evidence. What I mean, explain like, that. The second part, the last part there was a bit of a sort of jump, but like the we're the, supposed the, the, to believe this first the, century faith healer who was an obvious no, liar. No, no, I'm not. We're I'm not supposed look, to believe him, or we'll be damned to hell. You, you look like look one like that's that's not necessarily the case right look for example if we see like the the doctrine no like so for example demons. the catechism of the catholic church the the catechism of the catholic church affirms like uh was actually was at the second vatican council i think affirmed that people of different faiths that gods has a plan of salvation for people of different faiths or, or non-belief um loads of christians make that point that god doesn't just send people to hell not for not believing uh, in relation to what hell actually is does god actually send you there uh, a lot hell of people is actually are, imaginary. If we're going to talk about what hell actually uh, is, it's not real, right? And, and if asked, there was a you God, me a there question, wouldn't be a hell. Man. And then when I try to answer it, you're like, "Yeah, but hell doesn't exist." Come on, I'm you're sorry. Like, Let's just try to be rational about this. So you're gonna you're gonna justify how this God I'm already is in hell for for not believing something, and you're gonna you're gonna try to defend hell. I know hell exists because I am there. I right know now. hell doesn't exist. No, isn't that I am. I can currently tell you I am in. I hell. can definitely. Like, all right, that all hell right. Doesn't exist. In hell is inconsistent with God. On brand. Our next question is from anonymous, and it's God's proof is impossible because we all have to believe, or we go to hell. What's the point in God testing people's yeah, beliefs if we could morality. find proof? It's about gullibility. Isn't that isn't that rich? Was that for me or was that? That was a question from Anonymous. So God's proof is impossible because we all have to believe or we all go to hell. What is the point in God testing people's belief mm. if we could find proof? What do you mean? Like, it's it's saying, like, you can reject something. You could reject something on evidence. Like, so you could know something is wrong and do it anyway. And, like, that's the whole point is to whether you, like, people will things which are irrational and untrue all of the time um people can be absolute like like people could know like so for example you can get people who could who who might very well know at least to some degree that what they're doing is considered wrong and yet do it anyway out of pride because they believe that they determine what right and wrong is 
right? Like well, they the, the usually whole... use uh, political or or uh, uh, or religious justification. Well, no, the the the, the off the, the whatever ideological justification they use. I mean, this is a problem of ideology. Like the, the people seconds. twist people often twist ideology and uh to to meet their desires, and that that's like the basis of like a a selfish, conceited, immoral person, right? Like. Uh, uh, in terms of this wouldn't have any real ba uh, basis in relation to the way that God tests you in, in terms of Christianity. All right, let's move on to the next question here. Uh, and thank you so much for your super chats, everybody. Uh, we really appreciate them. Uh, Jay Mule, if God interacts with our physical world, we would be able to physically detect it. That would be the evidence. God exists in your head. Good job. I mean, like the you, you're looking for, like, for example, right? Like uh, the, you can have something that has an effect and you wouldn't find the existence of the cause in the effect other than the existence of the effect, right? Like, for example, like if I was to like, I don't want to make them argue for something like uh, against like, so, like, let's say, for example, um, let's say the example, the, the existence of a series of sophisticated animals evolving from well quote, I'm, I'm question begging with that I'm, I'm, I'm putting something too much in there so let's say i've got a, a series of anthropological evidence dating back showing the 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 sort of descent of humanity like there's different variations of humans as we go back in time to the point in which you get like an ape more of an ape-like form and as we go down we'll have a series of these variations of um of uh of uh sort of primate right you would then say like, okay, so I have this, what caused each one? And you might be able to relate the cause of each one through a biological mechanism to the cause of another one. But that doesn't mean when you look at, let's say, a human, that you can prove the existence of, I don't know, Homo erectus or something. Like, I actually, it would be like, Ten seconds. I, 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 I can't remember the what, what sort of earliest ancestor, uh, sort of earliest primate ancestor's name. But uh, you wouldn't be able to relate the cause to that. You wouldn't be able to show like the existence of of Neanderthals necessarily, right? You you could show that there is an aspect which is unexplained in this existence, which would re rely upon the existence of something else, and that would then uh, cause you to in, like to search for for the evidence for that thing. Or I would also like to throw out that 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 the claim that you have to believe what the clergy tells you, or else, I mean, and you'll get an infinite, you know, impossible promise of a posthumous reward if you believe them, and then surrender all of your labor and your tithing and all the children they can fuck. But you know, if once you if you don't believe in that, then uh, they they hit you with the threat of a fate worse than death if you don't believe them, and that's the the threat of damnation. Why are you gonna be a dick? Hell. But the fact that they require this, whereas if a god really existed, it wouldn't require this. So that is another fact in evidence against the notion. Oh, of look, okay, look. If you want to, if you want to understand the relationship between, like, epistemological relationship of a universalist conception of reason, right? I'm going to hundred percent stand the fact that in order to interpret anything, we require a community in order to gain rational evidence and a rational understanding of something. I don't think that language can exist privately. I don't think that reason, in terms of uh, in terms of a uh, deductive structure can exist privately. I don't think that makes any sense at all. And I think that arguments, besides theological arguments, you could look towards epistemological arguments, you could look towards something like Hegel's, uh, not Hegel, uh, Wittgenstein's argument against language games, uh, argument for language games and for existence of a private language. 
you can show why there needs to be a community based around these things. What we call the Catholic Church is essentially one of the community that's based around the interpretation of Scripture in relation to essentially a form of hermeneutics, which is essentially the the, the study of interpretation. So, like... The reason we engage in it is to be rational. You want us to be more like the fucking presuppositionalist, uh, dogmatist, young earth creationists, so your arguments actually make fucking sense. But they don't really make sense. I thought you'd get that better. I mean, you've Let's let Aaron close this one out my since position we do have... a number of times, but I really what? would have thought you'd have done better on that one, and you messed it up completely. All right. I was going to let Aaron close that one out. I don't know why. Out. Look, I'm just going to say, I don't know why you got to be such a dick as well. No, right? we're like, not. Be, sorry, like, perspective. No, 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 no. I don't want to be. You can't really do it. You got that completely wrong. You know, no. Obviously, the men who are selling the lie, the men who are selling the lie to get their career so that they don't have to get real jobs and they can take all your money. You're on mute They have a lie that you have to believe and they have to come up with a punishment if you don't believe them. If a God really existed, it wouldn't care whether you believe in it or not, and it wouldn't damn you. All right. Sorry, Perspective, I put you on mute because we need to move on to the next question here. Um, and we can't just have you guys talking over each other. And uh, oh. I, I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, we do want to avoid just, just just mudslinging for the sake of mudslinging. So, Lord It's, it's not. Danis, I mean, the guy, the guy. Let's not. No, we're not going to do this. We're not going to go down that path. Lord Stannis. Perspective philosophy, due to the bizarre way you define atheism, it's possible for someone to be neither a theist nor atheist nor an agnostic. Please clear this up. Uh, can I just ask one thing about the moderation? I just don't understand how he can say something horrific that would be horrifically offensive to a Christian to their face and that be acceptable, but I because say something accurate. That's, uh, that's offensive to his face about his behavior and that's unacceptable i think no, that's say, ridiculous say what you like I, say what you like, like about i, 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 I just like if to you're fair, gonna, if to you're going to be, fair, gonna be he that... didn't say perspective philosophy you are you know he was, he's no he called speech. priests child rapists he said that the catholic church requires no, no. Uh, say the, clergy. Give. the clergy the oh sorry he said the clergy uh required yeah. to give all the children right. a fuck like obviously a catholic's going to be offended all by that. the children we yeah. can all hyper analyze this. as many children as they want we can like, hyper analyze this much. in our own space but and you we are need catholic to carry right you are on. aware of the reputation of your religion right yeah an, an unjustified one but whatever like all right let's continue hey, but, on you know that. it's not just catholics it's protestants too they're in the same i, I believe it or not there's, there's pedophile atheists as well like protestant clergy is which gender of children they molest but right. the point is that if there was a really a God, it wouldn't require belief. It wouldn't damn you over belief. And if it mattered whether you believed, the God would give you a reason to believe. We wouldn't need apologists making up bullshit excuses. Look, I've spent the entirety of this debate listening to you just essentially straw man and badmouth Christianity. Yes, you do. But I, do I, not. And, and, I did and not then, straw man one time. I, I don't I'm sorry man. that I, of course hour. you don't. Of course you don't. I'm but sorry I that I snapped at the end there, but my God, you you would like you would test the patience of anyone. You're unbearable as a human. I think we're all lovely at the end of the day, everybody. But uh, sometimes when we get talking yeah, about but these I didn't things, straw man. we get a little heated. So let's continue on with our super chats. Pointless Poppy coming in again. Thanks, Pointless Poppy. If Christianity is true, why doesn't prayer work? One minute, and we'll keep it to you, perspective for this question. Uh, I try to get through prayer, these. I mean, prayer is absolutely like fine. It depends what you mean, what you expect of prayer. Uh, I mean, like, I think a lot of people have like sort of mystical expectations of what prayer actually is, and that's why prayer doesn't seem to work. 
um you know they expect that god is going to come down from heaven and personally make sure that they pass their math test or something um and i think that the uh the the you know that's like a, obviously a bad way to interpret that but when you look at prayer as essentially uh, an, an effect to build your personal relationship with god to uh, essentially relate yourself to god in a relationship with god then it becomes a, a different action i think that the problem is is that people have expectations of prayer where they believe that they can i don't know con like essentially uh summon god to conjure something into existence which is nonsense right all right let's carry on from it would there. help if the bible didn't actually say that everything you pray for you will receive but then the reason that you have to pray doesn't make any sense either because god already knows whether he's going to answer your prayer he knows what you're going to pray for whether you're going to pray or not and he knows what the answer is going to be so there's no point in praying he already knows How? everything that's going to happen so the only reason that you pray is this this is the reason you pray because anything you talk to as if it can hear you any imaginary thing whether it's the ghost of your dead relatives whether it's xenu you know a telepathic connection to extraterrestrial aliens whatever the fuck it is it could be a, a it could be a volleyball with a bloody handprint on it if you talk to a, something imaginary long enough it'll start talking back to you and that's why you pray to god all right let's let uh perspective close us out on this one i'll give you 30 seconds there i think you misunderstand prayer i also think that you assume that your interpretation of scripture is correct and i suggest you look into hermeneutics all right i had, it had nothing to do with scripture just the scripture does say anything you ask for you will receive it's pretty clear all right let's move on big thing flying wayne perspective you're atheist to all other gods claims why not one more how am I atheist to all of all of our God's claims? I'm not sure how. Like, I, I don't know why they think that. Um, I, I, and I, I don't know how I am, so I, I don't know how to answer it. Like, I, so I, what, what was the question? Like, what, so I'm an I, atheist to all of our God's claims? It's claims? not a very yeah. good argument, I have to say. It's if, you, if, you, if you don't believe in Thor or you don't believe in Zeus, then... Oh, if I'm an atheist to all the other gods, why right. am I not an atheist? All oh, right, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry that it, it's not a very good argument because the, the atheist position is we don't we don't accept any gods at all. Now, if you're in the Christian perspective, I've often heard Christians say that, 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 that all the Indian gods, all the Hindu gods, well, they're all worshiping the devil. They don't know that they've dedicated their lives to God, but they're all devil worshipers. And I've heard, you know, uh, Christian senators argue that 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 muslims who, who've dedicated their lives to god are also devil worshipers they just don't know they're devil worshipers so when you tell them that when you tell a christian that you're atheist to all these other gods it, it doesn't it doesn't click they don't understand the logic that the atheist is trying to convey so stop using that argument please i mean that's that's a bit mis disingenuous right it's saying you don't understand the logic that the that the atheist is trying to convey and that's like, I think that obviously your reasons for disbelieving in something like Thor would be very different from your reasons to disbelieve in Allah in yeah, an Islamic again, conception of an Abrahamic God. And, and you may not realize right. that we agree. No, but, no, right. I, I think that we we'll agree on that. But I think that there's a, there's a sort of at the end there, you said like you're not understanding the logic when it's actually like a, a leap in logic. All right. Well, Keeson is coming in for $2 for both. Have you read the Bible in its entirety? So we'll... We'll just get some yes uh, or no's from you guys. Perspective philosophy. Have you read the Bible in its entirety? I have not. All right. Aaron. I have not read Acts. 
But you read all the Psalms? My goodness, my goodness. Awful. <laughs> well, I was gonna say I, I I I haven't met too many people like uh, yeah I don't do I that. don't know how much of the Bible I may have missed I'm going through it systematically now so I'm having to I'm having to do the same thing like it, it's yeah. the Bible is the Bible is like a library of books it is worth saying it's a very arduous task to read the entirety of Scripture. Well, let's carry on from there. I think you got your answer. Uh, and thanks for your first super chat. We super appreciate it. Uh, just like when you hit that like button. And also when you buy tickets to our live event, which is linked in the description, uh, along with our crowdfund. Don't forget about that. Belthazar228 says, as long as you're going with a mythos, why choose Christian? At least with Mormonism, you're promised a planet in the afterlife. Way to <laughs> low ball. All right, one minute there. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, you know, maybe I'm aiming too low. Um, Give me a look, planet. I, I, Come on. <laughs> I know. Like, to be fair, like, um, like you know, the, like, I think the, the, like, I mean, come on, Mormonism, right? Like, but like the, the reason I would blame, obviously, for like Catholicism is because I think it's the one that's actually correct. Um, but I think uh, the Catholic conception of heaven as well is, uh, it's it it's it's unity with God, right? So just like hell in for Saint Saint Thomas Aquinas is the frustration of the wicked will, uh, the Catholic conception of heaven is uh, essentially the perfection of the will, to the point in which we can we perfectly enjoy existence, um, and and that's the whole point. So they might get a planet, but we get all of reality, right? Oh no, not at all. Uh, I, I have to I have to throw in on this one. I mean, there was a time when I when I believed there was a there was still the possibility of God, when I believed there was a God, but it was impossible for me to imagine that any religion could be true. I mean, every religion was obviously made up by men. Every religion is obviously wrong. There's no true religion. That's even if there is a God. So it, it, it always mystified me how anybody could say, well, ours is there. There's, there's tens of thousands of wrong ones all claiming absolute truth. And ours claims absolute truth, too, but ours absolutely is true. No, it's, there's no truth faith. And there's no way to know whether one is true or not, which is, which is the worst part, because you're going you're gonna to be <clears throat> damned over this. Well, I mean, surely you'd be able to know if one is true or not, if you would be able to show that they're all, so if you could show they're all false, right? You're saying that you could show them fa as false, surely? Why would I that's... have to be able to show that they're false? I mean, that's what you argued for, and you said you're a strong atheist who affirms that God does not yeah. exist, so you'd have to be able yeah, to affirm if, that they're all no false, soul, so that's why? no afterlife, and that means that the, the, the common concept of God is moot. That means that all these religions that are claiming for a supernatural, that spiritual afterlife, when there is no supernatural spirit, that's negated. I mean, no, you could you can have you could have a theistic conception of reality without having the consideration of a soul in which you're putting forward. And I forward. did, but every religion is still wrong because hell is inconsistent with God. Last ten seconds, there, guys. That doesn't that doesn't follow either. But okay. Yes, it does, because any any being worthy of worship, one would not want to be worshipped, and two, if it cared that much whether we believe in it, it would give us a reason. It wouldn't demand that we believe in it. The fact that we are demanded to believe on faith is a fact and evidence that the whole thing is a lie. All right, because there's only a scammer would make this demand. Catholics right. believe faith and reason coincide. 
so that it's not necessarily you believe on faith. Yeah, I'm aware we, of we, we, we believe that you can have reason, that you do yeah, and Muslims have reason make the public. same argument. All right, let's carry on. Michael, the Canadian atheist. Oh, Canada. All right, for $5 for prospective philosophy, you accept evolution. No Adam and Eve. How do you determine the parts of the, Bibles that, uh, the Bible that are literal versus allegorical? Please don't say faith. Um, I'm happy to say that in terms of in terms of how we approach, um, I think that the way that you would engage in this in terms of how you approach uh, interpretation of scripture in general is what's called hermeneutics. So it's uh, it's the philosophy of uh, interpretation. So it's like the study of interpretation, right, of, of what's being trying to be conveyed. And I, I mean, like, look, I think you can be a Christian. You can take the entire Bible as a narrativistic structure trying to express a spiritual meaning, which you demythologize. So, like, I think that in terms of which one is the more correct or incorrect, I mean, that's a debate for uh, essentially a hermeneutic debate between Christians. Um, but uh, I mean, that's something that sort of that's like that debates. In, for example, there's these debates inside the Catholic Church. The scholastics get engaged in these debates. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of debates on this. There's philosophers who engage on these debates. Uh, so like, yeah, like some people say it all has to be taken literally. Some people say none of it can be taken literally. I'm very much against the literalist interpretation Ten of seconds. anything. Uh, and so, this discrepancy so, yeah. where we are told that we are going to be damned over whether we believe this way or that is yet another fact and evidence. How you understand that is... The inconsistency of it all implies that there is not a God involved because there's no way to show who's right I mean, or that anyone not... is. Remember, you have to say that that itself as an aspect of scripture would have to be interpreted as part of the scripture. So you're taking that literally um, or taking it to mean a certain specific, uh, like you're assuming your specific interpretation is correct. That's the issue, I'm, right? No, I don't so, have to. We'll let Aaron close us out. multiple different interpretations from different so, scriptures. Yeah, so if an interpretation was that to be damned, that you'd be damned for not essentially following uh, like a like your reason or to be to will the good like so, or to live a virtuous life and that that would be the continued frustration of the wicked will like Thomas Aquinas that wouldn't like your point about your point wouldn't apply which is why the Catholic Church yeah, affirms then... people who do not read the Bible or, <laughs> or believe in other religions can also be saved and God has a, a plan for salvation for them all right close yeah, us out you, there Aaron. you say that Jesus is the son of God well then you violated the, the you violated the Quran the Quran says that you're going to Muslim hell. I mean, the Quran can say what it wants, but that's different, right? Well, the Bible can say what it wants, too. Both of them are just as false. Yeah, but it's not even just about the Quran. It's about the interpretation of the Quran. It's about specific religions and their interpretations. Right, and right. so we shouldn't read either of them literally. None of the people who wrote those, because it weren't written by God, we should rely none upon... of the people knew what they were talking about because they both say very silly things. I think that we should rely upon argumentation uh, and the justifications in which we can reach in relation to those things that are uh, that we are discussing in terms of uh, scripture and I think revelation has its place and how we understand revelation has its place but I think that, that this is a matter of uh, essentially philosophical debate and I don't think that you should boil it down to just don't believe in any of them I think that you need to add some nuance to your life I have added nuance I've tried to explore every possible avenue for theology they they're all wanting it all comes down to people making up shit all right okay let's move on from there decepticons forever coming in for five dollars pp's arguments is the same as the writing supporting superman's intrinsic importance in the dc comics i don't know if he realizes this 
I mean, Superman is intrinsically important to the DC comics, right? Like, one, he was, like, the first ever comic that they related. It was action comics, right? Like, so Superman actually is pretty fucking important, right, to the development of the comics. But, like, and, and he's placed in the Justice League. Like, look, Superman is such a, like, look, I'm not a Superman fanboy. Like, I've actually got, like, Batman. Like, Batman is by far better. But, like, come on, man. We're not, Superman's Greatest clearly, detective. like, a, like, yeah. Like, Batman is more important for detective comics but superman is uh superman's is, OP, uh, you know yeah so superman, actually actually was it action was action comics marvel i, I can't remember i may be mistaken i may be uh mixing them up but, comics yeah uh but yeah like it's um yeah like superman is OP. like prime superman prime what the fuck is that that is that might as well be god it's like the next best thing he's like a demiurge but anyway, sorry. <laughs> Let's carry on there. So you got a little bit of nerdism out of us there. And I see that you're wearing a Lincoln Park shirt as well. So, I mean, oh, I think we all, uh, you know, like pretty good thrashy music, which is fine. You know, there, there are points that we agree, people. So never forget that, you know, when you're having discussions with people you might disagree with, uh, that, you know, sometimes it's good to focus on the things that uh, you can get on with and just rock out for a bit. Let's carry on. So, Jay Mule, $1.99, no evidence for your position is isn't atheism's problem one minute over there a perspective um i mean it wouldn't be i mean i agree i pre presented evidence for my position whether you agree with it or not right whatever um you, you presented arguments like, that were not evidence we're not going to go down that route again yep sorry but it was like too circular like but the you know yeah i'm happy to say that it's not atheism's problem whether i present evidence for my position right all I right. presented evidence for mine. All right. Well, let's carry on there, fellas. We got a few more questions to get through here. Uh, and thanks for all your super chats, everybody. Uh, and let's keep it rolling. So alphabetic $5. Do you believe, Aaron, is even a tiny amount illogical? If so, explain why it is just for him to suffer for all time just because he took the logical position. I don't know. I read that with some finesse, but I feel like it wasn't warranted. I'm sorry. I mean, that's a bit of a contradiction, a little, isn't it? That he's if, if he's illogically suffers, but if, for taking the logical position, well, he wouldn't be in the logical position if he was illogical, right? That's that that would be like, uh, like I do think that Aaron's point is like Aaron's position is. Um, I think that he's shown shown some contradictions. I think that his position what, like is incorrect. What? Well, I've already said in relation to um... you never gave a contradiction. You you accused me of false straw manning, which I don't do, <clears throat> and now you're accusing uh, me of contradictions, which I did, which I didn't do. Uh, I, I I pointed out the contradiction earlier when when you no, said, you uh, you in said in relation to evidence, when it was not, and then I had to explain why it was not. Okay, so the contradiction is in order to so a fact would have to pre like unless you accept the existence of a necessary fact or a necessary truth, then you would have to either say that a, that that a fact can either be uh, that there is. Uh... Then you have to be able to demonstrate that it is a fact. But the fact, but in order to demonstrate that it's a fact, you'd have to rely upon another fact from which you can't. Like okay. essentially, it's going to require. So or, if, and then we, you... if you give any any given example, if I disagree with that, this thing that you're citing is a fact. There are ways that I can look this up. You yeah, but that's the, the thing. You're going to have to give a justification. You, you you can give me the citation about how you learned about this fact. I can go to the same source and I can learn that same fact. Right? So, uh, 
I, I, I look, I the way that you would gain knowledge of a fact is through an argument, is through justification, and maybe, but we still have a point of data that is objectively verifiable. An argument, an argument relates to reality. Fact. Yeah, I'm, we I'm still happy have to the say. Data. I never said that wasn't the case, but that means if, that means that something can be evidence of a fact without it being a fact. When you said a fact is on, that evidence is only a fact. I said evidence is, is evidence is a body of facts. Now, if you want to dispute a fact, then well, then I have to give more evidence. If of evidence the fact, is fine. the we, body, but it's not evidence... an infinite regress because there, you you can only be so stubborn. There's some ways that we can prove what is a fact that leads to this other fact, if you like. But yeah, I, I was it was much more charitable. If if you know something, you say that a fact is something that's known. Okay, somebody knows it. I don't know it. How can I know it? I need to know that it's that it's not just your assertion. I need to know that it's actually a fact. So you tell me how you know, and then I'll figure out how I can know. And then when we uh, how, both know, then we can mm -hmm. verify whether it supports your position or not. And I would, whether it, I would, whether that fact qualifies as evidence. I would always have to know based upon a justification, and the way that I would provide a justification is through an argument. So the right, argument is the foundation of the evidence in which you, you may have to explain, and then you'd have to like an you argument. You have to explain can be, how the fact becomes evidence of another thing, and then I could understand that. But we still have how it even becomes fact a fact. Being being perspective. We're going to let our point close. of data that we can verify that is known. All right, let's move on to. I mean, yeah, kind of ask a question there. It's up to you guys if you want to carry on with that, uh, or if you want to move on. We got another 15 super chats so i'm trying to keep the all right rolling. let's run through them all right uh sleep is the coffin of death i felt like saying it that way matter cannot be created nor destroyed which means god didn't create anything evidence the matter law... can absolutely can be created and destroyed like he means energy so uh, sorry the material energy because one can become the other yeah they carry matter on to say... is slowed down energy and energy is sped up matter they, they, yeah, they I mean, carry on yeah, to say the law means... of con of uh, con conservation of mass. So that, yeah, that was the other thing. How energy. is they, God doing they're it? They're interchangeable. There, yeah, it's the law of the conservation so of energy. When you look, look at like... when you look at them both in the same construct, you you cannot you can create matter out of energy, but it's the same substance. In but essence. You, it's this no, like the, the so it, the, the the foundation is energy. Like it's it's not mass, it's not matter. Uh like the, the, the matter is essentially the 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 are uh, specific uh quantifiable properties in which energy at a specific give at a specific location uh and time is is exerting so like it would be like uh the a certain so for example a certain frequency like would essentially embody a certain um particle state which may or an electron uh, which was have a which in, in like basically you could if you break it down to the point in which you talk about subatomic particles you get to the point in which uh, you know if you break it right down you're going to start talking about the properties of an energy uh, how that property of energy relates to the properties of a particle and then how those specific properties of those particles relate to each other Time now there. we're starting to talk about matter but it's reducible to energy and not matter that's the so do you, you do you disagree oh. then that I have, have I have no problem with the conservation of the the so, so uh, you, the conservation of energy the physicists have described matter as slowed down energy I'm, I'm, I mean yeah I mean like I mean it's like yes, I mean the sense okay. that like it's 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 like e equals so mc. I'm happy to energy. I'm happy to affirm e equals mc squared if that's what you're asking. Yes. Right. So we so we agree 
matter material energy is not created or destroyed all right this next one is i agree energy is not is not created or destroyed as in like uh it's as in like uh the this it's it's like what we're what we're saying is that there is uh the the, the energy at the beginning of the universe is will always be the the same as the energy at the end of the universe all right i was gonna say we'll give the last yeah. word to you perspective just because the next question's for you aaron so young baby tate Aaron, can you steel man the arguments in favor of Christianity's truth? You seem smart, so argue in a non-condescending way for your opponent's view. Oh boy, this is a challenge. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason that I rejected Christianity as vehemently as I did. I, I am unable to steel man Christianity. It is without defense. All right. Well, we got that there, everybody. So uh, if, if you're wondering about that question, that is the answer. Let's carry on, uh, since we uh, do want to get our speakers out of here in a respectable time and get closing statements in. So Lord Stannis, perspective philosophy, why do you keep implying that arguments are the same as evidence and that you lack a belief in something that that means you believe the opposite? Mm. Like Just for you there, PB. Like, uh essentially as i've said that i take evidence to be a means of justifying a proposition as true or false so essentially evidence is our means of justification and i take justification to mean the uh to demonstrate a correspondence or coherence of a propositional content so this would be logical coherence or correspondence uh which i think is this kind of making a coherence in the long way around in some respects but sort of a found herentist on this. So whether you take correspondence theory of truth or you take a coherentist theory of truth, found herentist, whatever the hell you want to do, yeah, you're essentially going to demonstrate a uh, the relation of uh, something, like essentially a, a, a proposition to reality. And the way you would do that is through a form of argumentation, um, usually some Five ideally seconds. deductive, right? All right, let's carry on. So why this is from uh nick cheadle oh no it's for six 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 the number of the beast all right so thanks for that nick you triggered me bugger all right why is the bible and most mainstream religions since then so heavily plagiarized from a sumerian tradition and beliefs um i mean like as i said i'm i'm partial to a little bit of perennialism myself i, I don't mind saying like you know that the greeks played a role that uh various religions played a role in the construction of christianity i just think that christianity is the most refined religion that we'll have um i think it's the best explanation of theological truth and that's why i'm a christian all right let's carry on from there uh and thank you so much for your super chat there so uh let me just scroll here my goodness my fingers uh the mayanist mind Hello, Perspective Philosophy. Considering Hello. we about as much evidence for dragons as we do for God, would you say that dragons exist? Thank you. Um, I mean, we don't. Um, but yeah. I, I don't know what to say. Like, yeah, we don't. Um, we, have, we have much more evidence for God. Um, yeah, the Bible talks about dragons. Um. <laughs> We fought a dragon in my D and D campaign last week, so that's that's what we all get out of that. Super all the need. Godzilla doesn't exist. Oh, I can, I, I, I can because I, I, I sang you, it today. What do you think? 
and I had the perfect delay for it. All right. Why do you think that you can't prove something like Godzilla doesn't exist? I mean, Godzilla is clearly an example of physical impossibility. You would definitely be able to prove. Have you looked everywhere? Have you looked in the Marianas Church? You don't have to look everywhere if the concept is untenable. If it's physically impossible. Darth Vader doesn't exist either. Yes, I can. (laughs) No, you can't because you'd have to look in every galaxy far, far away a long time ago. That's not how it works. Like, <laughs> you think that you have the, you think you think that you have to, like, look at it like this, right? Do you I'm think just that delighted you have... to see you arguing my side for the first time since this debate. Look, like, do you, like, do you agree that you would be able to prove something about somewhere else in the universe based upon, let's say, um, a, a sort of uh, like a, a, a sort of scientific doctrine? As I said, you're arguing my side, unaware of it. I've had this argument with creationists where they've used the very same argument that when I turn it around, when I put Zilla on the end of God, they don't know how to use that argument without defeating the argument they just made to me. There's nothing about this that defeats the argument. Well, I know because you're an idealist. I, I thought problem. I'm going to move on to the next super chat, but I thought I settled this when I said I sang Godzilla earlier, proving that it is definitely true because, oh, no, they say he's got to go. Oh, go Godzilla. Anyways, I love that solo. I just, I can rip that for days. It's way too short when I play it. Let's carry on, fellas. Uh, But I saw a lot of chat about Godzilla, so I've just been like, ah, it's just my day, I suppose. Fatima Johnson. uh, Aaron, do you agree atheism is an example of a conclusion and metaphysics? It is an an inference we make from what we have discovered scientifically. It could be. It can be an inference. It can be a conclusion, but it isn't necessarily either. All right. Let's carry on from there. I think that was succinct, and I think that gets to the point there. Uh, let's carry on. JD on YouTube for $5. Aaron, sinning evidently prevents long-term fulfillment and is a detriment to yourself and others around you. That's evidence for Christianity. Wait, if I say something that I say is evidently true, meaning that I can show the evidence to back the conclusion, that's detrimental to my position? The fact that I can do that? Any thoughts over there, perspective? Do you elaborate or no? I think that we've been around this for a while now, and it's awful. All right, let's carry on. (laughs) Best in show. $10. $10. For perspective philosophy, if God was already perfect, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-good, and was already perfectly perfect with no needs in every way, then why did God create anything at all? I mean, Aquinas answers this. He actually says that the only reason anything exists is because God is, uh, is it was, the, we are the product of God's self-creation. Um, the, so it's not like you shouldn't look at like God is making specific, taking specific acts external to himself. He's acting in accordance with his own necessity. And that, that, that is it. So, so God doesn't need anything because he's perfect, but he needs things. We are an aspect. We are, we are contingent beings contained within the, within the perfection of God and the perfection we of are... God. So the perfection of, so for something to be perfect, like, this is this is why I think the Trinitarian position is superior because it relates to what's called universality, particularity, and individuality in terms of logical structures. We are a, we are part of the particularity of God. All right, let's carry Limitations on. of God. Ready, steady. I am curious to know from both of you, and uh, we'll put thirty seconds on the clock. 
Are you an individualist or a collectivist? Is religion the best path to collectivism? And is atheism the best path to individualism? Uh, 30 seconds perspective. Um, I think that in, I'm an individualist. I think that Christianity is by and far and large a uh, individualist religion, not a collectivist religion. It, the whole thing is to use your individual free reason to come to these truths necessarily by yourself, but then to engage collectively towards individual goods. So the good of the community is the good of the individual. It's an individualist doctrine. It's not something like an abstract realism like you would see in something like uh like Marxist Leninist communism. Uh, I'm not going to say that about Marxism That's specifically, uh, but at the, you know, ML communism. All right. Your thoughts, Aaron? 30 seconds. Yeah. Uh, you can't really have free will in Christianity, not logically. So, it, and it's, it's likely uh, that we don't have free will anyway, but certainly not possible in a system where they have prophecies being you know, predicted and supposedly fulfilled so many generations in the future where God already knows what decision we're going to make before we make it. So that's not our choice to make. All right, let's carry on there. Pre uh, Predestination is compatible with free will. No, it isn't. If you don't have the ability to make your own decision because God already knows what you're going to decide. That's the same reason that prayer is pointless. You can ha you can have the capacity to make your own decision with God knowing what well, we you would don't, do. But if we don't have free will even in real life, we certainly don't have free will in a situation where God can predict all of these prophecies of what is going to happen despite millions of interactions with other people and <laughs> all of our future selves. God just goes, oh. knows what we're, what we're going to do before we're born, before the conditions that would determine whether we can make that would, right, that, that would imply that That would imply that God's knowledge of our conditions wasn't... Um, posited upon uh or uh what's the word i'm looking for um indeterminacy but whatever all cool. right 30 seconds yep. i'm going to put on the clock for the rest of the super chats bob asks what is the one true philosophy 30 seconds i think that's for hegelianism you. hegelianism 100 hegelian catholicism if you want it like my philosophy of course like what can i say the one true philosophy is that which is necessarily it is the it is the absolutely correct way of viewing reality itself um no one has it yet philosophy is not complete all right let's carry on ready steady go man go ah you triggered the buddy holly i am curious to know from both of you are you an individualist? Oh, that's the last one. Leave a math. Uh, DOP 250. Good. Next one. If Jesus believed in young earth creationism, Adam and Eve, Noah's flood, and Exodus, will you remain a Christian? Sorry. If, just to clarify, he's saying, like, if, if, who believed in all of that? If, I, if Jesus what? believed in young earth creationism, Adam and Eve, Noah's flood, the Exodus as well. I think the viewers should already have their answer. I mean, he's not think, a biblical literalist. You can tell that by his tattoos when you compare that to Leviticus 19. Yeah, basically, yeah. I don't take this literally. Alrighty. You heard it here, everybody. Let's carry on. Ty Wilson asks, for perspective, can you directly address why a deity would need to have humans believe in itself so that it won't condemn them to hell? Uh, I mean, that's a good question, right? Like, obviously, how you relate, like, how you interpret the point of condemnation is important. That's why Thomas Aquinas, I think, is the most, uh, the best answer for that uh, in relation towards the fact that what we are desiring 
is goodness so when we if we desire goodness and if god is and god is goodness and there's a whole argument for this then to essentially deny ourselves god is to essentially permanently frustrate ourselves the more and the more we deny god the more we frustrate ourselves so it's literally just the frustration of the wicked will we are self-frustrating that is that is what hell is all right jason I, is coming I, in. On, I tell you honestly the way that you talk about your your supposed need for god is to me no different than a heroin addict telling me how wonderful I would feel under heroin. All right, let's try to carry on. Jason83 asks, perspective, why Catholicism over Eastern Orthodoxy? Um, the philoque the is superior. Is that, um, yeah. All right. Coffee Mom, uh, coming in. Perspective, did your parents teach you Catholicism is true? Thanks for your chat, Coffee Mom. Uh, I mean, I was encouraged. I was taught Catholicism, uh, but I was always taught to question my beliefs. Like my mom, at the age of nine, uh, read Richard Dawkins to me, The Blind Watchmaker. Um, I was encouraged to be interested in science and technology and uh, learning in general. Um, like uh, me, I was taught the necessary prerequisites to think for myself. Um, and that's what I try and do. Um, was I taught that like my mom was a Catholic, yes, but as a Catholic, I was taught that I have to confirm the belief myself in order to be a true Catholic anyway. And I have to question it in respect as to whether I believe it and why. Um, so, yeah. All right. Uh, ready, steady for $2. We're getting to our last two Super Chats. Aaron, are you individualist or collectivist? We did answer this, but uh, if you had any elaboration on those thoughts, uh, now would be a good time to get them out. Yeah, I I have a difficult time pretending to be interested in philosophy. Uh, I've read Hume, and uh, and a couple of others. I, I found Descartes detestable. Uh, so, Same. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't. Uh, I don't. I if I I don't know that I know the difference to be honest. But I would say that I'm probably more collectivist. Alrighty. Let's but I'm going, read. To, I'm going on an assumption of what I think that means, and I'm hesitant even to define it. All right. Well, we'll read our last super chat, uh, unless any come in during our closing statements. Uh, 60 Second Skeptic, $2 Canadian says, uh, Thanks for the debate, eh? Uh, well, you're welcome, my fellow Canadian. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. And let's move to our closing statements. Aaron, one minute. Uh, the floor is all yours for your closing uh, thoughts on our discussion tonight. My biggest issue with with religion was you know, when I when I had to abandon Christianity. Uh, it, it was when I discovered when my minister confessed that he believes in fake it till you make it, and he, he told me to just keep telling yourself it's Jesus until you believe it. And I realized <laughs> that that he wants me to lie to myself until I believe the lie. And so, I was determined to find whatever truth there was. And so I, I did my own study, which, of course, I know how hazardous that is. So I turned to a number of other different sources, and I've done that pretty much all my life. I've been looking for somebody that, that showed me the truth of their position, because that's all I care about. Don't tell me that something is true if you can't show the truth of it. And no religion can. 
All right. Well, thank you so much, Aaron, for your closing statements and for being here for this discussion. Uh, we appreciate you being here uh, and also you as well. Perspective Philosophy, uh, the closing statement of the night to you. One minute. Yeah. So thank you very much for having us on. And thank you, Aaron, for being willing to have the discussion, even if there were times when I think we tested each other. Um, yeah. So I think that the main takeaway from this debate for me is that in order to give an argument uh, that, I've, that I've attempted to give an argument for the existence of God from the principle of sufficient reason in relation to the existence of a Christian God, which I would consider evidence um, as a justification of the um, as a justification of a proposition's truth value. In Aaron's case, I didn't find that there was a justification for the proposition that God did not exist. I do hold the fact that an atheist does have to prove negative proposition and not simply lack a belief. You can be an, an agnostic like and this. also lack a belief, uh, uh, a disbelief in God. You can be that, that way as well. So, yeah, um, thank you very much for the debate. And uh, yeah, I hope you all have a lovely night. All right. Well, thank you both of you for being here. It's been a lot of fun. It's been juicy. Uh, and, you know, it's been uh, entertaining, of course. And just want to remind everybody that we have our crowdfund linked in the description. Uh, and also, uh, right now, for the upcoming event, uh, if you donate there, uh, we will have... Uh, if you show up, sorry, to the live event that's coming up here, Aaron's going to be there. Uh, you know, so it, once again, if you like what you're hearing from either of our speakers, they're both going to be linked. But Aaron is going to be at the conference. Uh, where you can also get a signed emblem uh, from each of the debaters that are going to be at the conference, which is exciting. Uh, so you won't want to miss that. Definitely check out the live event. Purchase your tickets there. And uh, once again, a big round of virtual applause to our debaters. Hit the like button. Share this out in the contentious spaces where you like to operate in. And yes, clap, clap for everybody. You have a good night. Enjoy the guitar solos and me screaming in your ear and all the other things that I do. Uh, have a good night, everybody. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.